You think you know, but you have no idea. I think you fucking know. I'm so tool. This is MTV True Life. This is MTV True Life. Popping that wonder shows in, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so great that the MTV True... What was it called? I'm Going to Rehab? I'm Going to Rehab. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 2007. If you're on the MTV app, they list the True Life seasons by, uh, by year. This one was 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy does a, a fat line. A drug addict Notre Dame fan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What was it? Do you remember their names? I didn't write them down. I, they're anonymous because they're 12, in the 12 steps. Well, I remember Drew, but he wasn't one of the guys. He was the boyfriend. Drew was the bald man? There was like fight, like fist fighting the meth addict. Yeah, I realized I've emulated his personal style in many aspects. I'm taking my hat off <laughs> as a listener mean? to share the TC. Yeah. My, the, the gay guys both had like shaved heads. Yes. Uh, and they fought each other physically oh. a lot, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, was pretty cool. Out. Yeah, I've, you know, I mean, I don't want to, I, I don't have <laughs> any uh, deep knowledge, uh, but I've always heard that. Uh, both male and female gay couples, it's just, it's a, a fertile ground for fist fights. Surprisingly high domestic violence rate. The, the only reason I say surprisingly It just seems me, like it's okay. Like, you know. I thought it was literally the symbol is rainbows. obviously wrong, but like if my boyfriend, like if I had a boyfriend, like, I, I, like as much as I hit my brother growing up, I would assume that that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. I would I, love that. Just I, to be able to fucking. Punch your wife. <laughs> well let's not say it like that no that's not what i mean you can tackle her you no you spear it's no problem is, dude they like that it's obvious and like uh whatever i don't know Jovially. anything i say is going to be construed in a way that i don't want it to be so i won't say anything <laughs> what do you say <laughs> please just say like it. i think that i will just i i don't mean this like this is not like me please it's not what you just said it was and me <laughs> pleading for boy i wish i could hit my wife i don't want to hit my wife uh but like, like i think that arm. a certain amount of like letting off steam is like endemic to the species did yeah, you ever like, like just, you're fighting with your boys so hard that you kiss? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get it out. No, I've never had that experience. <laughs> Me either, dude. That, that really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six, six, six. So anyway. <laughs> Dude, I, we should tell the listener how many fucking sweethearts I've had, dude. I'm off the chain. I can barely breathe, dude. You gonna be all right? The powder at the bottom of that bag, did you see that? No. It's like Doritos, like the dust of did sugar. Did you just drink it? I know, I left it alone, but like the, the just, last ones were coat, exact. That's what was my wonder shows in check, dude. Yeah. dude uh, I think you said this on IJB, like the I Notre did a Dame Pixie fucking, Rails as a kid. I never did that, man. I don't think. Were Pixies, okay, they're like in a straw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think a kid did it. I don't know if I did it or not. Maybe yeah, a little no, bit. Yeah, Maybe I did like a Yeah, like a fucking round party trick. A little Real bump? pointless. Or you did a line? Uh, yeah, Somewhere in between. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it would really... have been impressive anyway. It's not impressive stuff, you know. Uh, when Basketball Diaries came out, me and my boy sniffed glue and art. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't that cool. You know the guy they throw up on when they sniff glue is Big Pussy from The Sopranos? No, I, I haven't seen the Basketball Diaries. Yo, I'm not that old. 
It's a good movie, man. What do you mean, I dude? No doubt that it is. It's pretty good, dude. I'm gonna take my sweatshirt off. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? What do I mean? It was like it's like '95. Yeah, so I, I couldn't see R-rated movies in 1995. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, it was on VHS. After I was that. I was eight. Bro. Funny story, dude. So, do you care if I spoil Basketball Diaries? You can spoil Basketball Diaries. All right. So, uh, in like seventh or eighth grade, you know, we were starting to have boy-girl parties. Very tight. And uh, very tight, dude. Uh, and so, like, in the basement, uh, you know, this is the move. You get everybody in the basement. You got pizza. I always think of it, the, the first, like, boy-girl makeout party that I went to, the girl's dad was from Boston. And I don't even know if this I'm is... I'm Boston Mike. <laughs> yeah, dude, you might as well have been. I, I don't know if this is even a Boston accent thing or just how this guy talked. But he was like, all right, guys, I got pizza. I got soda. Uh, have a good time. You know, it was like... That's like, always the JFK like, kind of thing. But I think that has to be like a particular part of Massachusetts. It's not like the regular... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't classic, like Goodwill you know, Hunting. Yeah, you're, you know. your, your Ben Affleck Boston accent doesn't have the er. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But some of them do in Massachusetts. One of my friends started saying it back, like, where was the pizza? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so funny, dude. <laughs> and uh, I think it was the day Michael Jackson divorced Lisa Marie Presley. Because, <laughs> Is that a big day for you guys? Well, because we were watching MTV in the basement, and they were like airing a marathon of michael jackson videos to like commemorate that make him feel better yeah it was cool that's great and then uh but we were supposed to like so what i would do i think at this party maybe other ones it was like uh you watch movies right you know uh you know at the beginning the parents come down check everything oh movies playing everyone's chilling all right all right nice all right you guys have a good time yeah all right we're gonna okay and then it's like all right start making out uh <laughs> okay. but like uh so you got to get the movies right and you got to get good movies so uh the girls loved fucking romeo and juliet right that had just popped with leo love me love me oh that my one? god dude yeah that's that's the greatest bit in the office what is that dude just uh jim is like a prank on someone just gets andy started on it like oh that's awesome dude. first and then andy would go nuts on it. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah oh i gotta check that out dude that rules <laughs> the office <laughs> I, I was just thinking i was like good call old al like back in the day kind of fell off the office a little bit uh-huh i got an office it's like to me they've just discovered the lost seasons of the office Okay. Which, like, yeah, maybe yeah. they weren't as good as, like, you know, the beginning or whatever. Maybe they were. Maybe they were just different. But, like, I always think of it as, like... You have that out there. You know, because, like, when we were, like, in the 90s, right, there were, like, old Bob Dylan shit coming out. It was starting. Like, the bootleg series and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I felt like mentally I have an abundance mentality of, like, th- these people are always going to be putting out music. And a lot of it... There's That's how like, I feel about oil. P- yeah, no people. They're always oil, telling me that the oil is about to run out, and then we get to the wherever they said it was going to run out, and look at this. There's just a fucking ton of oil. Yeah, how does COVID play into that? You think? Uh, not. Uh, it seems like kind of outside the universe. In my point, do you think COVID's reduced oil consumption? Yes. Yeah, interesting. 
I mean, it demonstrably has, right? I have no idea the state of COVID science right now. What is the, the I mean, I don't the know where we're at art. like right now. Like obviously people started going back and the prices spiked. But is that true? Okay. No, I meant like what happened? What about the lab price leak? Price of oil you, went up. What about the lab leak? What about the lab? I don't know if we've got any more on the lab leak. What's what is that? That it was in a lab in Wuhan, China, the coronavirus. That's the lab leak? Yeah. That happened? It's up for debate. Oh, okay. Still up for debate. Okay. Um, uh, there's there, there's some dude china's on the list troubling dude. signs <laughs> dude like i i think that the, i think there was there was a report by a, a fairly reputable like it wasn't nailed down it wasn't ever like uh you talked to me about you introduced me to the concept of the agreed upon facts in a court proceeding yeah 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 this was not an agreed upon fact okay but there was a fact submitted evidence that uh like the first patients were like people that worked at the lab mm. which that's pretty damning if that's true it doesn't help the case against the lab leak you know anyway i didn't mean to derail into covid discussion i just didn't know uh anyway uh what the oh dude so the girls love leo right Mm -hmm. uh so you know i was supposed to get because you know i was the r movie plug dude like even before kids were doing drugs like i just instinctively plugged out dude so uh the girl who was hosting was like yo you got to get some good movies you know you, well, i got romeo and juliet obviously she had that ready to go uh but she was like get some other leo movies you know and i had read basketball diaries uh, and I was like, I want to watch that. So I got that. Dude, that movie is sorted. It's cool. Like, uh, they're good at basketball. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's in it. I see the recall of kids explicitly definitely not being able to talk about it. At Excel? Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, they do drugs, like, throughout. They sniff glue. That's what I was saying. Yeah, uh, there's, like, a full-on Columbine fantasy sequence. Oh, really? Uh, in, like, up to and including leather trench coat okay uh but it's like they're being beat by the priests and i think that does depict like a scene from the diary of the guy like from the 60s and it was before combine so i feel like you know i was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about like predictive programming you know about that no like uh basically the theory that the elites can't help or are deliberately leaking their plans through popular culture so like any media to depict a, a plague or a virus before COVID becomes retroactive evidence of predictive programming now that we have COVID. So like, uh, <clears throat> I haven't read the book or seen it, but like the, the Station Eleven show that was, I think it's a book that became like a show on HBO or one of the, one of the apps. It's on like right now, I've seen it like, you know, talked about. That's what the podcast was saying. They were like, that's predictive programming because it's a book that won all these awards in 2014. It's about a virus, bro. What do we have today? A virus. I think contagion is the elites the stronger, can't help it. Dude. Stronger argument. I know it's not a strong argument. I don't think we've always had contagions. Contagion is such a good movie, dude. I mean, I really the reason why it. it's being put in the movies is because it was something that was obvious that it could happen. Like the Spanish flu did occur. I mean, like one of the first pieces of like literature of all time is like uh, I the AIDS think the, epidemic happened. 
Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> One I'm of the sorry. first pieces of literature to ever occur. Well, no, I was just was that, just making my point that epidemics are. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, it's like it's way it's pre-modern. It's before probably before we were humans. Absolutely. Because like when the first Greek plays we see, like I think one of them is called the plague. Mm -hmm. Like certainly they talk about the plague in a lot of in the Oedipus play. Yeah, uh, it actually has a plague. Like that. Like kind of has. I, I feel like he has to like. That's why he has to go all Oedipal. Like it's it has something to do with the plague. I don't think that's right. I think that's right, dude. You don't think so? I mean, he leaves because the lady said the thing. I think Laius was like the plague hadn't visited on the city either when he was leaving or coming back. Oedipus, I think. Like, because I, I was reading a book uh, discussing it recently, but I haven't read the, the... Why do you read about Oedipus so much? Well, I was reading a book about pornography, dude. I, uh, Dude, I know I've talked your ear off already tonight, but okay. we are here to podcast. I have my whole, like, immediate consumption plan for the year pretty, like, set out. I'm pretty excited. Like, not media consumption, but, like... Uh, I want to caution the listener against putting any faith... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. ...in the predictive power of this plan. Predictive programming, dude. <laughs> this is predictive programming. Well, I have a lot of stuff I want to address. Like, uh, I've done a lot of research in the last year, you know, because I've been self-employed. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, now I have some other projects I'm working on. So I got to, like, uh, get disciplined uh, for all of my many passions. So I have like a folder of 2000 PDFs or whatever, you know, that I've downloaded over the last like few months. And uh, then I just have my, my notebooks where I've just been like taking notes uh, about whatever I was reading. So yeah, I saw your Instagram post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm mighty gonna, notebooks. Yeah, yeah. That's a Those lot of notebooks, ones. man. That's yeah, just yeah. this year. Because uh, I threw year. away the 2020 notebooks. What are we doing? I know, man. I regret it, dude. I do. That's Can why I'm, cut it out? I'm not going to throw these away. I'm going to go back through them. Uh, like I, there's good stuff in there. Uh, but some of it is notes for like a, a more long-term project that I'm working on. So I have a bunch of books that I've, I haven't read. Like I've bought them. They're sitting in stacks and uh, a bunch of PDFs and stuff. And then I have a text thread on my phone with myself uh, where I just text myself like screenshots that I want to like think about of like different, different things that I've okay. been keeping my eyes on. Uh, and I got a new kind of notebook for 2022. You know, I'm gonna stack those, I think by the end of the year, because I read this, uh, this series of like pieces of advice from this writer, Lydia Davis, who I, I haven't read much of her stuff, but I just saw it like on Instagram, I think. And uh, one of the pieces of advice, she was like, just bust your notebooks, man. Like basically she was like, just if you feel the inclination to write something down in your notebook, just keep doing that. You, you don't have to know why you, you're interested in it. Trust them. Trust your interests. Follow them as far as they want you to follow. You know what I mean? Just like keep following them. Just keep writing your notebooks. When you finish with your notebook, put it away or read it again and just write about the same stuff again if that's what you want to do. Be like, you know, it'll be different every time. And eventually you'll be like, this is the thing I should publish. Or you'll not publish any of it and it won't matter. Like you just have to keep doing that. Uh, and I was like, it made me feel really good about being a weirdo who writes a bunch of stuff down in a notebook all the time. Good. Uh, so I'm, I have like a plan of like all this stuff. Like I feel like with the system of discipline, because what I've basically been doing is in the morning just seeing where the spirit takes me and just, you know, writing down what I find interesting. 
But lately, I can't really do that. I have tabs open, and I'm like, fuck this shit. I want to write down about like other projects. Like, I want to write down like, here's the action steps I want to do today. Uh, not like, here's an interesting Wikipedia page I read. So I feel like it's like a new face. Uh, but I still do have a lot of stuff I want to read, but I just want to be disciplined about it, you know. Anyway, so the listener, go ahead and place the bet, man. I think at least I will read through that text thread in an I'll airport. I'll take the action. <laughs> I will read through the text to. thread in an airport at a minimum. I, I'm not saying I will do anything with it. Uh, we're not. It is a bizarre That's text thread, the, dude. That does not clear the bar. <laughs> really reading the text what are you thread. trying to see? What? Uh, how many PDFs I read? Well, I, a big one I want to read, dude, because, dude, <clears throat> so many books are out of print already. I guess, like, most of them that are probably true. statistically. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, you know how many you books know, get released, dude? What? A lot of, I agree. Dude, my hiccups, these carbonated beverages, this green room sucks. You bought that yourself. I know, from dude. the store. I thought I was going to have a nice spread for this whole podcast to keep my energy levels consistent. Then you just uh, killed all of it in five yeah, minutes? Yeah, you went and did something for like two minutes, and I slammed that York peppermint patty and then immediately got in the ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been reading about pornography. That's that's what I, I think I've said that by now. Uh, and there's this like pretty famous feminist called... Uh, Andrea Dworkin, I think. I mean, if she's famous, you would know her That's name. That's what I'm No, I'm saying that exactly. But she's very anti-pornography, I think. And she's from the 80s. Disagree. What? About what? With her, about pornography. Well, I, you can't. You don't know because you don't know her actual take because mm. you can't actually get her books anywhere. Like, you can't get them on Amazon. They're like $250 or something. Like, for a used copy, you know, every now and then. Or, I think it's like that but I found a PDF. So it's like shit like that. So well, that's the main one. I'm pretty excited to read that PDF. It's called Against Pornography. It's bold, dude. That's a bold claim. Yeah, I, this, feel, I was not uh, swayed at all by your argument that I can't disagree with her you because can. I haven't read it. Well, I mean, I you're pro-pornography. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, no, I know. Uh, but like... Uh, Is people naked on film? Fucking. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, dude. Who doesn't you remind like that? me of the guy in Boogie Nights, dude. Uh, you know the guy like kind of towards the end. He's like, it's uh, like I'm a simple man. I like lollipops in my in my mouth <laughs> and butter in my ass. Like I like to watch people fucking. Like that dude, that ruled, dude. That I watched that movie recently. We should watch that on here. I would love to. He's, I love Boogie Nights because it's like uh, what's his name? I can't remember the actor's name. He's in I a lot like of. I feel like we could do a podcast just about the scene with the the colonel's last scene. It's the guy, it's like the colonel's boy. The colonel's in the back okay. cracking up in this scene. Yeah. I know he's a pedophile in the movie, but like they haven't revealed that yet. They've only hinted at it. I just say that when they do, it's a, it's a movie unto itself. It's so hard. It's a tough one. It it's is amazing. a tough one. Yeah. Burt Reynolds has a lot of reckoning there. And the way they play with the shadows, it's like a Paris, Texas level of like the faces in the shadows through the glass, like him seeing himself in the colonel. And I feel like the glass between him and the colonel, because he keeps saying you never touch them. And it reminds me of like the first night Dirk gets initiated and Burt Reynolds sits there and like watches them fuck, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And he never touches anybody in the movies. Yeah. But he still is watching and leveraging all these traumatized people 
like try to figure stuff out but he's obviously fucked up too he's friends with the colonel and shit yeah this is his business too i was actually thinking about this this morning because i was like is that a hopeful movie or not because at the end it's still a bunch of pornographers living together like and i don't think anyone would describe that as healthy but it's like yo show me the family that is then how they how did yeah, they come together it seems in like this, this fucked is the up best world. that they can hope exactly for. dude and it's better than they started and they do love each it's other better than they were and they helped each other got be get better by yeah. the end it's a beautiful story so i think it's all good but part of that is that reckoning where he's like you never touched them and it's like you did touch them in, in a certain way uh you know and i think that's some of the rage in the roller girl scene is like him kind of like he can no longer not face you know those aspects of the business and he has to you know make some changes like everybody in the movie it's a fucking i love the movie so much it's an amazing movie um yeah so again like you know i've seen pornography too uh but i like to explore Tight, right? uh, i mean you know i've i've come back to it since i've seen it the first time uh i go to strip clubs pretty infrequently <laughs> okay okay like, i was wondering where you were going with that every time i walk in i like <laughs> like it's always like it's been long enough like it's been a couple years you know okay and like uh i just i'm always like i i'm just blown away that we all get to do this i agree dude. there's just a room where you can go wherever in the room is naked like well, not everyone none of the fellas i understand that i think you know yeah. what i mean well uh, the ladies what was yeah. that uh, it's just the uh, clamp on the mic. We should add effects to this pod. You know, no. are the fellas naked? <laughs> you should just stop referring to any ambient noises that occur. My fault. I, I, the other I, I forgot how good these mics are. Uh, dude, the strip club is kind of weird now because it's like, because of porn, it's not super titillating. Like, well, the last time I went to one was right before COVID, like uh, because of, uh, you know, I was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It was like, uh, I think they just had no top. Like, I think they were wearing, uh, you know, like bikini, you know, a thong probably. Yeah, yeah. I would say a thong. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, dude, the athleticism of required, now that I'm a supple leopard, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, did you watch the Dua Lipa thing? No, I I started to and um, it got vetoed. Oh, man. Okay. Well, it is what it is. You but have to pitch the rest of the The house. FKA Twigs dance sequence. I will you know, watch it. I'm sure she has in her good. music videos, like she does cool. I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not uh -huh. like, but. I th I'm pretty sure example. it was her. There was a controversy whenever the um, Lil Nas X Montero video came out. The, Why? Well, have you seen the Lil Nas mm -hmm. X Montero video? No. He, uh, he like, um, gives satan a lap dance like oh i remember point. that yeah yeah I and remember uh that. to I'm get on. to hell he like slides down a pole into hell okay pole. all right and i believe that that like motif and effects is from fk twigs it's certainly from someone i think it was her okay and it was like he issued a statement and it was basically like Yo, whatever third level production person was working on the video, it stole it. It wasn't us. We're sorry. Like it was Sure. It like, was acknowledging that he was not giving a thumbs up to how everything had occurred, but it was certainly not taking personal responsibility. Being like, yo, I was like, let's rip off FKA Twigs. Yeah. Yeah. No. Can was, you imagine having people be like, here's your music video, here's what you're doing? I feel like that could be good, could be bad yeah and like i mean 
I don't. I don't think that he is doing the effects because I think that was the allegation. It's like just that the visual uh, effects. Okay. Okay. Were similar. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I did not follow the thing super closely. Well, you know. And so I don't think he's doing that. But I, if you're an artist, like, don't you? Aren't you pretty involved? Like, well, it's not great to what, be like. That's what I'm kind of surprised by. That. Neither I nor the director. It's someone way below that. They, uh, they, they really messed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I really have zero clue for how that part of the music industry even works, man. You know what I mean? Where it's like, there's like so much money involved. I would think it's relatively. different situation yeah, to situation. Could. Sounds like it. As a real connoisseur of uh, the weekend's music videos, yeah, yeah, they're all so similar. It's obvious that he's heavily involved in the process. Yeah, but he's a fucking auteur in a way yeah. that I can't say Little Nas X isn't because, like I said, I haven't really examined his stuff like that, but in a way, most artists are not, I would say, with their visuals. Yeah, but in, in his, uh, you know, some of them have a you know like a clear story like that is linking together yeah for sure um and so i would say it's really well done i I think that that would indicate to me a level of creative control which would mean that we would have to uh yeah but that's the guy who turned abiding respect to uh limp biscuit for having the same motif in all of the significant other videos maybe but no uh, that's a funny joke, I guess. I don't really get it. I, I didn't see those videos. It's because you were locked up. I was locked up, dude. During the best dude, years I'm, of my goddamn life. I was doing my second bid, dude. My second bid in yeah. the mandatory rehab system. Now he gets arrested at the end of uh, <sighs> or the Nookie. Okay. And then break stuff, he's in jail. Okay. And then the one after break stuff, <laughs> rearranged they get uh executed okay and then uh in together now they're in heaven they're in heaven with method man well i mean it was the greatest work of uh, i remember the, the method man when i heard that i'd excel but like in 2002 yeah when we could finally listen to music they were like yo this one has method man and red man i think that like i was like yo i'm from new jersey dude i've been known about red man dude absolutely like, don't yeah. play me a limp biscuit song go back but you know i did not like it that much incorrect <laughs> i i honestly that cd got like broken i this is when i thought of this when isis was like destroying priceless art uh there's like <laughs> it a, is priceless art. Like, there's a kind of kid at excel who would fuck up like a cd that you were not going to get again yeah like because it was one that a parent like had in their car and happened to like leave or something in the last nine months i was there there was a PlayStation that you could occasionally use. Oh, that's cool. And uh, someone scratched the Madden disc. Oh. Yeah. What a... Sh- you know, this is why we can't have anything, man. That's right. And you know, I was thinking... That's, that's where I developed my love of Madden that ultimately culminated in me playing a Mavericks player in the AAC Plaza with it on the big screen. That's pretty cool. It was tight. Who was the player? Justin Anderson. Okay. Uh, who won madden sorry to say that he got to take home the tv mr anderson it was it was you know it was a hard fought battle okay there was a it was one of the wildest moments like i wonder who he hangs out with because (laughs) the final play or what looked like it might have been the final play it was a situation where if he'd been tackled inbounds then time expires i win okay if he's got out of bounds then 
he's got time left to kick a field goal, he wins. Well, okay. And it really looked like he got tackled in bounds to me, but like it's a video game, you can't dispute it, you know? Right, right. No, no, but, you cannot, dude. Dude, I had a friend who anytime what the the kind of feeling you're describing, he would be like, Computer assistance is on for you, dude. <laughs> like he's like, it's turned up for you. Like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you talking? He's like, you can tell when it yeah, shifts. You can tell. He's like, you you're getting tell. it. <laughs> um and uh he he saw what I saw. That oh, really? it looked like uh Jason Witten was tackled in bounds. And so during the like, you know, immediate flurry of like you don't you, like you don't know whether the clock's going to start ticking again. You know right, what I right, mean? right, 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 right. Um, he was yelling at me for me to take a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about, dude? <laughs> oh man! Like just for the purity of the game, you Welcome get to, to have the NFL, it. No, bitch. no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. Fuck that. Good, good. But he was out of bounds, so he did get to kick the field goal, what and then he bitch. got to take home that TV. What kind of TV? You know, HD. Nice. This is back in the day, a little bit. Uh, like, uh, what happened with TVs, man? Did they stop making two thousand fourteen? Sorry, fifteen. Sorry to I think jump probably on 15. you. I gotta be more calm tonight. It's okay. What happened with TVs, dude? It's a great Didn't question. Didn't they used to be really nice and now they're not as good? Is, or is, am I just being old? That's why the whole whole world is going to projectors. <laughs> projectors rule, dude. Projectors do rule. Right. Yes. Yes. It's changed my life. I got a projector last week. It's so good, right? It it's so, so different. It changes for sure. Like uh, now that I know you have a projector. Watching my same dumb fucking music. It, it's with, different, with, man. With biscuit music videos. Oh, on you're the in a music video. It's so great. Dude, when I first got a projector, I watched music you never videos get to, for like a like, year straight. It's so dope to see like a Hollywood, you know, fucking action film yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, But like you've seen that a million times in your life. Yeah, yeah. You've never seen the end together now video on a projector. Exactly. I still have never, but yes. Well, uh, I've seen many. Let's take a break. Uh... Have you started watching concerts on Projector? That's Not nice. Yet. That's nice. I tried to put that that one on, but I got. Oh YouTube. right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, the FK. All I'm saying is like, uh, anyone can watch porn now. And one of the books I'm I'm reading about porn right now uh, is making the point with respect to cuckoldry porn that like I think you said this either before we started recording or after. I can't remember. I think it was before. Uh, okay. May I repeat it? Sure basically i mean I, it was an ijb point uh, to tell oh, okay. on myself i was yeah, just yeah, repeating yeah. things i had already said in the recorded set oh well i'm sure anyone listening to this heard it on ijb i don't think so well I think there's a lot can of... i try and then you tell me how i get it wrong yeah, yeah yeah so you said something like all right when you're watching cuckoldry porn you're either the you you can pick who you're identifying with there are two males in the scene here's what occurred to me just now there's also a woman you know I think that most guys are probably watching porn to imagine that they're the guys. Well, yeah, I agree with Although, that. Although, is that even... Ex I don't know that I'm like explicitly imagining that I'm anyone. You know what I, I mean? always think of the monkeys watching that alpha fuck who are, like, are jerking off. I'm like, I don't want to be one of them <laughs> at all. Like, You know what I mean? Like, Is that what I'm telling part of my brain that I am when I'm watching another guy have sex and coming? You know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't... Like, I... I think I I imagine that some people are like, yeah, dude. That's I mean, presumably that's the rise of the the POV style. Well, dude, I'll tell but you, as hip mobility me. improves, I I really have gotten more selective. 
Excuse I'm me, like, sorry. this guy needs supple leopard, like over and over oh, again. God, what a fucking I'm freak! I'm like, it's hard enough to find a guy with a big enough dick that I am not, I'm, you know, Christ. I can identify with him. <laughs> but then I'm like, yo, I mean, fucking do some stretches, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is your job. Like, <laughs> but oh. you know, I'm just saying, I might be, uh, like, it's probably it's part of our society. But anyway, I was saying the the guy in the book was saying uh, most guys want the fantasy is to have a wife that is hot enough that the guy in the cuckoldry porn wants to fuck her and like can't help it and that she's freaky enough that she can only be satisfied by that kind of chad but somehow she's your wife but you didn't have to do anything that sounds she's like yours. a bad situation i'm like that's not really i do think that's a cogent <laughs> if explanation that were my life i would not like it yeah, I I don't really like, but I do think that's a cogent explanation because he tackles it. I He's guess. the guy that was writing about the plague uh, and Oedipus and all that shit. Like he takes it back all the way to that, and like Daniel telling the fucking Pharaoh his dreams and shit. It's fucking sick. Uh, but like he's basically saying it's an infantile fantasy of wanting to not have to change, but getting the reward of being like the guy who has the hottest wife. And but you don't have to actually do any work. You just have to be a phallus, not a penis. You have to be a symbol of virile, you know, uh, being virile without actually doing the work to satisfy this clearly fucking voracious Madonna and whore who needs to be like smashed by Chad. You know what I mean? And it's like, but somehow you're the boy prince who got anointed, you know, and it's just you have to sit there and click your mouse. I think basically. Not for me. Uh, I mean, not for me either, uh, but I think, uh, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like reading the book, his style is very like, uh, he, he inserts, he does like asides that are clearly meant to be responses to what he just said, mm -hmm. maybe on behalf of the reader, but I'm like half of the time, I think it's probably on his own behalf. Uh, I mean, clearly he's thinking of it as he's writing it, but, and then he answers it and it's very clever and effective all the time. But sometimes I'm like, bro, no. And he would say that's just like a defense against change and, you know, my unconscious saying whatever. But I'm like, I know. I thought about that stuff too. I've been paying attention to the book. But I do reject some of that shit. I mean, like you said, somebody's got to identify with the guy fucking the wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's two guys. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I think if you're watching that shit, aspire to be that guy, at least. If you find part of yourself being like, it would be better to fuck do that you i know? think it would be better follow that yeah. path yeah i think we're at a time in society where it actually should probably come back around i don't think it was like this when we were growing up we should just go ahead and encourage young men to like respectfully try to fuck we're like going to japan levels of like uh the herbivores you know the herbivore men no yeah they're i don't remember the nikki mori i think is the ten, the term in japanese they're like, they live at home. They don't do anything. They don't want girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a, a failure to launch syndrome, man. This was uh, an early uh, focus of uh, like- Hickey you know, Mori? 2009 IJB. Oh, okay, there you go. I guess we didn't launch officially till 2010. That's so classic Hickey Mori behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you guys both have GFs at the time, I'm sure. Wives now families that's what it's all about that's Not what these guys the least of the first episode well, by the end of year one we were both dating 
the women we would later go on to father children with. And to me, one of the cool things about IJB is that, you know, you guys were boys and, you know, you've gone through so many life stages together. Definitely. Uh, and definitely there are times where, dude, like, uh, have you seen the in-betweeners? No, what's that? It's a BBC show. They made an American version on MTV. Uh, that's funny. Uh, it's, I don't think it's, well, it's like, they, I saw it on MTV and then I found out it was based on BBC. So I found that and watched it. It's funnier. They're both funny though. But it's like, they're not rich. There's one kid who was at one of the like rich kid schools in London or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but then his mom gets divorced. So he has to go back mm -hmm. to like, you know, either a public school or like a shittier school. Mm -hmm. And so he makes friends with like a kid who lives in a, a caravan park, you know, what we would call a trailer park, but I think they call uh -huh. them caravans. Uh, Is he living in the council flats, do you think? Yeah, they, they say shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then another one of his friends is just really nerdy, you know. And they get into fucking, that's more accurate with respect to most times in high school for most kids, I think. And uh, even like the cool kids, mo in the 90s at least, a lot of their time was spent doing shit like that anyway. Just like cl clowning on your boys, like it, for their fumbling attempts to like try to like touch a breast. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a very funny show. Uh, I don't know how we even got started talking about it, but uh, I'm just trying to talk about Dustin and Adam, dude. Who are they? Uh, well, Dustin's from <laughs> yeah, the let's get back Pennsylvania yeah, area. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. been struggling with opiate addiction. So he's really in the middle of Pennsylvania. Yes, it's not Philly. It's in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's, it's like by Hershey. outside of Scranton. But yeah, Wilkes Bar. He it's like Wilkes Bar, but it's not like it's. That's like the nearest big city, but it's not like it's a suburb of Wilkes Bar. So yeah, that's like where I was a camp counselor, except we were in the mountains. I don't know if he was exactly there. I don't I, think I remember, he was in the mountains. Yeah. I have no idea what goes on in that part of Pennsylvania. No oh, one does, dude. Is it by like Carlisle? I think there's a college out there. I think one of my cousins went went no to college way. out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Dickinson. Dickinson. Yeah. No. And uh What's the other, not Scranton? There's, a, there's no way this is true. There's a place called Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania that's, that's nowhere near up, the shore. <laughs> Look at this, up, dude. dude. I've He's never heard of that. Holy shit, dude. Look at that. Yeah, that's right in the middle, dude. That's a that's a prank. That's, Clearly. It's probably some Mennonites having fun, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, it's over by Schick Skinny. Uh, no way you pronounced that. Maybe you did. Schick Shinny. Schick Dude, Sinny? I got conned Schick by a Shinny. girl at Excel for mispronouncing Binghamton. I said <laughs> I said Binghamton, and she was like, mm, Binghamton. You know, she was one of those. I think, it, I think it might have been Bloomsburg. Bloom, I think that's where Dickinson is, dude. And uh, Berwick, because he's wearing a Berwick High School football shirt. Okay. Because okay. I, was, I was looking up all this. I wanted to know where he was from. And then where the other guy was just... He There's was, a Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania, but go, I don't dude. think that Dickinson's... Dude, that's not a big... I'm looking at it. It's dude, that place is more rust. Were we talking about the rust belting of Philadelphia on or off the air? Off, I think. Dude, yeah. Listener, you're just getting a little tune in. Or Basically, maybe it was on. I don't know. 
You know, well, maybe it was on. All right. Well, then you're welcome for the reminder. Oh, okay. I've, I've never known. I told you, dude. We just turn the mics on and off. You know, it's pretty I random. I told you. I cannot be expected to know what I talk about. I, just, I don't think it's reasonable for people to think I can do that. Well, that's why I have my, my page of notes. I'll get to it at some point. But uh, it's good to set the stage because I think one thing I also think about is like, uh, you know, when I was out in the Poconos, I broke my nose that time uh, playing basketball at the camp. Mm-hmm. and uh someone i knew uh her dad was a doctor like a, another counselor and she was like don't take advice from the camp doctor he's nuts he's like 95 years old and he's an asshole and he never lets anyone leave the camp to go get medical treatment you know they need you to do your job i guess but like he's you know so she called her dad uh and he was like yeah, you got to go to the hospital, man. You could have a hematoma. Keep saying hematoma. And uh, so I went in there and uh, I was like, yo, I, do, do I have a hematoma or not? And he was like, what? Like, he got pissed. And he was like, where the fuck did you get your medical degree? Like, I, you know, and I was like, well, don't, don't worry about it. I'm, and I was like, hematoma, yes or no? I want to go. If you can't tell me. And then he's like, you don't have a hematoma. And I was like, write it down. And I, he was like, you don't. And I was like, then it should be pretty easy to write down. And he was like, all right. And he like sent me to the hospital. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was like, all right, how fucking confident were you? Did you have a hematoma? No. Okay. But he did clearly was not ready to yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. stake anything on that. Yeah. You know? Boy, what a great way to force the issue a bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it felt good. Yeah. Uh, but I like so that. I went to the hospital and they were like, you're good. They were like, it's good you came in. Dude, I had blood. It looked like it, it looked insane. Because uh, it like my nose cracked hard uh, on another person's head. Um, it didn't really hurt bad, but it's like very, there's a lot of, you know, capillaries or whatever but uh we all know that they hit me with like oxys like uh oh, a, a lot of them like they were like you're good man here's your oxys thanks for coming by like you know you go to the dentist they're like here's your goodie bag they're like thanks for coming to the allegheny county hospital or like whatever it is like here's your you know here's your 10 oxys and then uh so i like i took one like there and because I'd heard like, oh, people take these or whatever. I didn't really even know quite what they were. And then I, I went to the bar, like I had the night off and I went to the bar and like had one beer and I like felt more fucked up like than I had been like since I left Excel. And I was like, these, this is not good, man. Like, uh, so then like, but then like some pencil, you know, somebody, a counselor from around there was like, did you get oxys? Like you went to the hospital, did you get oxys? You know, it's like three years, bro, you know? yeah yeah like i mean uh, uh, okay you know i didn't charge you know could have i mean that would have been illegal and i wouldn't do that but i guess that's probably illegal to give them away i meant they're yours the the supply of oxys if you go to the hospital and the doctor prescribes them Clearly. obviously i flushed um, them but yeah i would say this probably uh, illegal to flush them sorry go ahead i don't think it's illegal to flush them uh, the, the Pennsylvania boy seems like if I had to choose between one of the two, I think I might go with him as far as locale. The other guy was from Connecticut, and yeah. I just I feel like there are a few. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure it's fine. I've not, I've <laughs> driven through Connecticut 
a I've couple had a nice times. drive through Connecticut in the fall. I bet that it has some beautiful drives in the fall. It just feels like all the important things that are going to happen in Connecticut happened like at least a hundred years ago. <laughs> ESPN's there. You're living in some fucking you know great great grandmother's old goddamn dead house. Cranberry's like got a lot of that. How fucking much? I don't know, dude. I just yeah. I'd rather be out where people are fucking living, for thriving. Sure. I fully agree, dude. Everything's been built East in Coast the last must die. five years. I agree. It, it feels weird. Yeah, I agree. Frisco, I mean, Texas only. There's some cool stuff. Yeah, I agree, dude. Dude, I might move to Frisco. I know where you say boys. You say that. <laughs> dude. Dude, I'll have a huge pool. You can come out, dude. It'll be fun. I'll <laughs> you have a, a good pool now. Huge, no, it's falling apart, it's man. It's 15 minutes. Have I you love seen my pool. Fence, it's dude? a great vibe. I look like the Wicked Witch's house, like in the air being fucking taken apart how much do you think it would cost to fix that fence i, fix I, that fence. I think fifty thousand dollars i think i'm happy to go I think under. wood got expensive dude. i heard the wood did get expensive go for like a composite <laughs> fuck no no i'm not doing a new fence dude most of my fence is still up dude i'm replacing shit i'm i i want to rent a nail gun and then dude we should make a youtube video of this dude we uh, rent a nail gun great. bro yeah. And maybe, and you know, we buy wood and just fix the fence, dude. I'll do it. I'll Tom Sawyer myself. You know what I mean? With a nail gun. That would be sick. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. We should do that. Note to self. That would go really bad, I think. Why? Uh, the big thing with the fence is you just got to make sure, that, like, there's some amount of foundation. No. Yes. It's all fucking taken care of, dude. Most of the fence is good. I don't know. Have you seen it? Like, I mean, it's it's falling apart. I have apart. seen it. It's, yes, it's <laughs> every storm <laughs> brings us closer to the the yeah for for real. I that know. was how I learned. Uh, I I can no longer be nude in my backyard, dude. It was I'm, that. I have to face it. And uh, Dan was dealing with a similar deal, but I I learned from him that it's the direction that it leans in is the person with the responsibility. And I think shit, Paul wouldn't do shit anyway, dude well yours there's like two fences right yeah yeah. she has a wire fence i have a good fence yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so in that one it's like clear enough it's my fence yeah like my Her plants are fucking my fence up though and she doesn't do shit with them because she came dude, dude i didn't you know you got I, no grounds to complain I, about no this. i do you know about what i did with the arborist <laughs> what i did with the arborist <laughs> i think you know the answer to the question i don't dude i'm like you i have no idea uh no, I just didn't get the hint. I guess like the etiquette is you're supposed to split it, but it was one of those like, you know how some people hint at things and some people like direct questions. Sometimes I get the sense I'm getting hinted at and I'm like, yeah, if you don't have it in you to fucking ask it, yeah, I can stand in this awkwardness as long yeah, as yeah. you can. I will just be like, okay then. Uh, so she rang our doorbell. She's old. And she was like, uh... I'm getting an arborist, you know, for that tree that splits our, you know, line or whatever. Uh, clearly, it's all fucking with her shit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. And in my lawyer brain, I'm like, she's asking for permission to do something with your property or whatever. It sounds like she's going to cut your tree. I was uh, like, sounds, sounds good. to me like she's asking for money. I know now. now I, I clearly know that now. Yeah. I got the sense she was doing that like kind of 30 seconds later than she thought I would. But I was like, yeah, it's been late, long enough. <laughs> like, she already thinks I'm a psycho. I was just like, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, have a good day. Like, and just close the door. Yeah, I th uh, think that's right. Like, I was like, I don't care. It looks fine to me. And then, like, and the next year, I got my own guys to, you know, do do some stuff with trees. So, 
Uh, and now she has a bunch of bushes that are coming through. And I think some of them may have like, you know, poison sumac or something. I'm not trying to get in there. You know, and I want my long guy. I used to have two long guys, these brothers that were not really brothers, but he would always be like, let me talk to my brother. We would negotiate every task they would do. We would like be like, how much for that? 40 bucks. Like how much to cut this this tree this way? That's and then you, 60. Would, you would counter? Sometimes. Or I would okay. be like, I would be like, I want to do this, 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 and this. How much? All right, what if I add this? How You know, and we'd be like, all right, well, can you go? Let's do 300 for the whole deal, but I need you cleaning the roof or like, you know, like shit like that. It's fun. Uh, and they like it too. They go off and huddle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, okay. <laughs> uh, pretty good. I had them like break up a bunch of concrete in my yard and anything. They're just like, Alex, you don't want it here. It's gone, man. It's gone. I was like, these guys would kill for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't like it? Alex, no problem, man. <laughs> like, anyway, but they're gone, dude. I don't know what happened to them. Oh, like, they God used to text it. me sometimes because one of the brothers would get caught up in Mexico for real. They would be like, he'll, everything's good, but just, you know, he'll be back soon. And then, uh, you know, he stopped coming around, but he kept cutting my neighbor's lawn. Oh. <laughs> I know, dude, I'm heartbroken. What the hell? And, I know. And then, but God works in mysterious ways, man, because I'm walking into my driveway, which as you know, is in an alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just a I've random, your house. a new guy is just like, hey, I'm, I'm your vecino. And I was like, okay. And he's like, no, I'm El Vecino. I was like, all right, man. And he was like, no. And he like hands me a card. It says El Vecino. And he's like, I cut lawns in this neighborhood because I live here. I'm your Vecino. And I was like, and of course, obviously, I immediately start bartering with him. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we worked out a little tentative deal for 10 sessions. Anyway, dude, we're here to talk about True Life. I'm trying and to. El Vecino's yeah. doing a great job. You uh, seem to shout him out if you're in East Dallas. Did we not? Just Google East Dallas El Vecino, dude. He's probably as busy as he can be, but. Which uh, which of the guys Let me get my notes. went to uh, your place? Liam. Went to my high school? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. What are you talking about? Uh, which of the Dustin and Adam, the two protagonists of the, the film? The Pennsylvania heterosexual. Went to. Went to my rehab. rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, all right. I got that my was notes my right guess. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got my notes right here. Okay. All right, so we left it off. We talked about the janitor. We're not the past is the past, dude. Let's get to the present. The jam? We're, what are you? The janitor. I'm saying like how we got there, all that. Yeah. Rewind. You, rewind. You had a you, dispute you, with you the janitor. We don't need that. The dude. school told you. Got a back catalog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm there, not under my own will. The government, the school has made me one correction to that episode. Hillary Clinton sent you to rehab. Yeah. Well, yeah. In as part of their update on the MK Ultra program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really do think, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely another super something origin story. The more I think about it, it really popped off, burbled up last week with uh, Kamala's uh, "The Time to Act Is Now." I don't, and, I don't know. I live oh, a blissful life, free of awareness of this shit. God, I wish I could pull it up, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, she, uh, yeah, the keyboard's over there. I'm not going to be able to do it. She was asked about the COVID response and like. Oh, I did see that. Okay. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Just yeah. That was, that was funny, total man. Total fucking word salad. Yeah. Not even approaching something that like meant like was honest human communication. Yeah. It was just, you know, 
That was incredible. It was incredible. Now and it's time every day. (laughs) Unbelievable stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that she, you know, I mean, like Hillary's done, obviously, you know, like, I think that's right. Yeah, she's gonna right, yeah. every couple years she'll need another little attention hit <laughs> so she'll be like eh, maybe her. i will but no one's gonna let her yeah, no yeah. one's gonna let her uh that and sounds so right. it's just like a lot the, has to go wrong for that to change the the ghost in the clock you know the 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 monster under your bed like the whatever you know figure um she just she can't be that anymore and i just think kamala fills that role for a lot of people she clearly does yeah yeah. she's she's the perfect kind of like you're you think she's dumb but like also i don't think yeah i agree malicious but like Uh, but crafty crafty but also dumb i mean listen to that statement and tell me that you think that she's uh well that's not her skill yeah i agree well she's also but here's the thing though at this level Part of her job is going on a show and just saying stuff that effectively is that, but just being better at it. Yeah. But like, that's the job yeah. is just being, but like, that's the only job. The time she's is not now better and at it. now is every day. And that's why we call it the present. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> thank you. I'm done. Like no questions. Cause that's the one you just asked. Back to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry. My neck is like a little fucked up. But I just, I think in a couple, you know, if someone were uh, being sent to rehab now, I think uh, just hand wavy Kamala Harris sent the rehab, I think that that would work just as well as oh my goodness. thinking about oh my goodness. saying Hillary sent you to rehab then. What a connect, it would be stronger. And I'll tell you why. You want a quick anecdote? Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it, but this is exactly the kind of thing I'm pointing my finger in the air because I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't strain my voice anymore. I've just realized like the. The left side of my body is the weaker side and I use it less and I'm trying to use all of my voice, you know, more as, mm-hmm. as we get closer and closer mm-hmm. to these next phases. And uh, there's like a part of my, the left side of my voice that gets weaker when it gets weak. And, you know, we were screaming at each other at the restaurant because we were outdoors. It was loud. Yeah, it was fun though. That was, it was a nice fun. little evening. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I'm just saying like uh, fucking... All right, dude, I uh, have friends who have had issues in California. I've mentioned it on the podcast, like California. That's right, yeah, yeah, you know, uh-huh. And it's progress, dude. Okay, all right. Uh, if I can dip into the current zeitgeist cultural criticism real quick before we get back to true life. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I was listening to Red Scare podcast take on Kanye, Julia Fox. Pretty kid gloves in general uh i've this quick side note can yeah, I, yeah just i've you talk about them a sufficient amount and sometimes whenever you're central up, like, new jersey cultural figures to me so i guess this episode or that episode i'll be like boy that topic does sound fascinating <laughs> i'd like to check that out yeah and i've done that a couple times now and i'm not trying to start any beefs you know like obviously i mean they're far more successful than i am so like hats off so to far them. uh but uh jesus fucking christ you gotta be kidding me with this I like it. Shit sucks. It's familiar with to all, me. Again, with all due respect. I, I grew up with across. Central New Jersey art host, dude, and I'm like the exact same age as the one from Central New Jersey, so the vibe is very familiar to me. You know, I like podcasts yeah, based on vibes. If, if that was familiar to me, it would not be in like a good way. Well, dude, I said like, dude. I'd be like, I need to stop being around this kind of stuff. <laughs> dude, you know, you got to hear something funny? 
there's like a writer I follow. I really uh, like her. She wrote a couple short stories that I like. Okay. And she tweets like about, uh, she's some sort of academic, like, but she's like, she writes stuff, but she like teaches. She tweets, her tweets give me the indication that she has students, I guess I would say. But every now and then she tweets about like, she te- does some book club for old ladies, right? Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, it's a Zoom book club that she gets paid to do for old ladies. I'm like, yo, I would do that all day, dude. I would fucking you pay love book club. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, like if it's like enough to keep you living in Los Angeles, like with whatever else you're hobbling together, but like that's easy to do. And then recently, she was like, "Women who hate me." Like she was like, "I love my book club that I get paid to do with women who seem like me." I just explain books to women who seem like they might hate me, and I was just like, I, "That's the repetition compulsion for me, dude." I feel like I've been doing that all my life, man like uh explain books to women who hate you who might hate me like seem like they may be slightly hate me you know what yeah, i mean yeah like uh it's a whole school system let alone you know my own mother is uh, a lawyer so i feel like just alone like getting questioned by a lawyer over your homework is like probably feels that way as a kid uh and fucking like uh i don't think i've ever fully said on the podcast but one of the first times i got yelled at as a kid was like as I got kicked out of uh, you know the trailer class in second grade, and my teacher trailer class yeah we were in the two trailers in the parking oh, lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got kicked yeah. out because I said give me my book because a kid on TV said like give me my something. I thought it was like a funny thing kids said I guess because TV told me that. Uh huh. I get immediately kicked out of my class. I get sent back to my homeroom class, and then she starts yelling at me like you just got kicked out of social studies. And she's bending over in the parking lot, in the hot ass parking lot where our trailers are in between the trailers yelling at me. And she's like, you just got kicked out of park, uh, social studies. You just got kicked out of social studies. I'm like, I fucking know, dude. Like we're in the parking lot. I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, for and for bullshit. But while she's yelling at me, dude, it's the first time I've seen like a woman's breast because she's really? bending over and she's like a hot teacher. And so I'm getting yelled at, like seeing breasts for <laughs> the first you, time. Have dude. you been? Have I you ever it, been able to overcome that? Dude, what, dude you <laughs> know how I'm at Excel getting yelled at? It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and it's like, and then let alone like Miss Nancy being like, Alex, what do you think of this book? Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I want to run a Zoom book club for like slightly hostile women, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, but like, I can't figure out what exactly she's getting at. I've tweeted. That's why I'm not saying the writer's name because she's never replied to me. Like, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to become a reply guy. So I'm leaving it alone. But it's that's why I'm late. starting my own book club on LinkedIn. It's a, but it's a fate know. we're all consigned to. Being a reply guy? Everyone's someone's reply guy. I mean, I reply to people who reply to me, and I occasionally reply to people who post questions. You don't even have to reply to be a reply guy, dude. I agree. Stopping dude. yourself from being a reply guy <laughs> means that you're already a reply guy. You're just not doing it out loud. That's true. And it's all going on up here. Podcasting is all Is that just, any less real? I was about to reply guy to Red Scare Podcast, dude, before you interrupted me, kind of. I wouldn't do that. I, I wasn't interrupting you. I was briefly interjecting. I made that clear at the outset. Well, my only thing I was going to say was their, their take on Kanye. They were and joking. Like, I got like, your permission. <laughs> that was a very Tony Soprano finger wag. Like, I told you. Like, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, but like, you know, the, I. I get the feeling they run in the same circles as Julia Fox. So they were like pretty nice. Uh, Cause I know, you know, that energy can be unsettling. Uh, I figured that they would 
say the, petty things about her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah. were, they were pretty nice. Uh, but they were like, Kanye should go to jail. It would be, he would do a good album and it would be good for his architecture, <laughs> like his interest in architecture, which is an amazing right. take. Yeah, that uh, is like, But like, they were like trying to be nice about it. So they were like walking it back left and right. So they were like, you know, it'd be nice. It would be like a nice jail for rich people, like where you chill out. They were describing Honey Boy, basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's mental health care. Like they're just mm -hmm. describing. But I was like, really? That's literally probably not different. Probably it's a more sophisticated analysis than what goes on in Kamala Harris's office room when they actually made the system that ended up with my boy, like getting hosed off in solitary for like three days, like only wearing like the paper outfit that they gave him. Yeah, like when he needed actual mental health care and it was like uh, the county where he was in, in California, like the problem was so bad that the public defender's office, and this is good, like, cause uh, you know, the finding him, you know, the, this lawyer, I had to talk to different lawyers and they were like, not every county even like addresses it this way. So it's like a symbol of like, it's become a specific problem but it's good that people, you know, know how to handle it. But they had a public defender who only did mental health cases. Like, and that was her whole job. Yeah. And she was like, oh, your friend has money? No problem, dude. Like, it was like, cause his family was looking for him. Mm -hmm. And it was like, he can go to a re, uh, I was just like, he needs to go to a real rehab. I'm on this episode about to talk about how terrible real rehab is, you know? Yeah. But I was like, he needs real rehab. He needs help. He needs real care. And like, you know, he doesn't need to be taking up this. Like, I'm not saying this doesn't help anyone, but it sh he shouldn't be using it. Difficult like, for me to imagine how solitary is helping too many people. Yeah, dude, and he's he was like fucking, you know, all, you know, uh, he was medicated. He, need, he needed to be uh, on some level, but I don't know, man. All I'm saying is like seeing your connection to Kamala and the word salad and like the time to act is now or whatever, I said this in the early days of the podcast, I think, but you know, I still feel like the, the yeah, kind you've of, been on Kamala's uh, well, the California plan. mental health, yeah, plan. yeah, yeah. Because, well, I just feel it was like part of her presidential platform, like, she's yeah. she one of her like big policy things that she was going out of her way to push was this thing that I've done in California, I really like it, we should do it everywhere, yeah. And, and, it, and sucks. it was the thing that it resulted in your friend being it's not in good solitary confinement because yeah. the police found him having a mental health episode exactly yeah and in looking for him like so I, I mean i don't want to disrupt his privacy yeah but i'm not I, saying anything that's like specific about him like on purpose yeah uh, but I, i've said california i don't think california. it was like that he was like the like breaking into a car or something yeah, not like, at all it was just yeah i don't knowing, think it was that he was committing a like no. clear crime it was just he seems to be kind of going nuts yeah exactly yeah and I'll tell you another thing. It's like a it's like a thing we've wished for. It's funny. Like I'm like the dispensaries are kind of a problem, and the mental health care system needs to be more. Even though I have all my life been like we should be legal and rehab. Fuck it, dude. It sucks. Like yeah. you know. So I get it. But I like dispensaries, dude. Do not get me wrong. But like uh, I found it unsettling that when you look for a person in california you can call dispensaries and they have like protocols to be like yeah yeah we know how to handle you know missing persons who may or may not be like spending a lot of time here or like you know what i mean because mm. it, it is true 
Rogan, back when Rogan was, you know, really popping, I haven't listened to any Spotify Rogans, but he had the guy who wrote the book, like, you know, clearly taking the money uh, or seeking it to be like, weed's bad. I'm the last sane man, you know, keep it illegal. Uh, and then some Canadian doctor com comes on and, you know, Rogan asks them the tough cues. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, uh, the guy was like, He's America's leading public intellectual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for now, you know, until Life Skills Podcast takes off, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but the guy's main point was like, most people now who undergo psychosis are using cannabis or like more than ever they are. It's like, of course they are, dude. They're trying not to be psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what do you want? Like, and I mean, let's get to true life because so many of the forces that really shaped my entire life was just a basic misunderstanding of that kind of stuff. Fully agree. And yeah. let me tell you something else. Frustrating. It flips even more, at least in my Probably experience. shouldn't have wasted so many lives on people with wrong ideas, like giving yes. power to people with wrong ideas. Thank you. Yes. That's my and take. I, I would say people, not just blood hungry dictators, but weird little petty bureaucrats. Yeah. When you expand government programs, you better fucking watch it. Mm -hmm. And you have to have like accountability that gets out the rot because these little petty demons come and they take these positions and then they like play these weird, I don't know. They're like, it becomes a psychodrama in their life. I'm going to talk, I, that's why it's been hard for me to like get my thoughts together about this rehab. I have my one page of notes now, so I'm good. But just for a little quick background, I will say just eventually I'll do an episode about this. This is not, okay, before this happened, before I hit the janitor, I didn't hit the janitor or whatever, uh, in the spring of my freshman year, I had already been drug tested and gotten in trouble. I had already been caught smoking cigarettes and forced to attend a smoking cessation program, like under the penalty of expulsion. Uh, I had already- Can been, we talk more about your adolescent experience with cigarettes? For sure, I mean, it, it comes up all the time. Yeah, yeah, what do you mean? I mean, the I New smoke York cigarettes Times all photo. Oh yeah, well that came up. So I can't remember if that directly, they were like, you broke the rules of the smoking cessation program, you're gonna get uh, uh, in trouble. But basically, so I, uh, I had a wild week, man. I uh, like, so I had to go to smoking cessation. I had to go to drug counseling because I failed the drug test because it, uh, basically the wrestling coach, this little five foot tall, but he was like an Olympic medalist wrestling coach. Mm -hmm. This is my whole point. This is my overall takeaway if we ever talk about this fucking rehab is uh, when you're like the, the youngest kid, like you were at Excel when mm -hmm. you were, you weren't always, but you were when you got there. Yeah. Especially like the people that Excel was bigger a little bit by the time you got there. I don't think you got like, you weren't the baby baby, like the whole school was projecting their shit on you all the time. There were times though, especially when you first got there and Jamie, yeah. how did it feel? Like when Jamie had all the force of Jamie on you and you were the most vulnerable probably you ever were at Excel. Yeah, I mean, and it was the worst was, week of my life. And she, and I, if I remember what I remember correctly, the big takeaway from that is how wrong it felt when she was telling you who you were. And yeah, yeah. it was just completely wrong. That's the concept I want to talk about today. But I, I wonder okay. if you have any thoughts about that because I, I felt like you were about to. I'm well, just like, I, you know, I was sent there for reasons, right? Like, it's it's not like I had no, like there wasn't anything that we could solve. Like, uh, and you know, they're they're paying you a lot of money to solve it. And she's just like, on the other side of the fucking map like 
I did not have a problem with too much gang activity. <laughs> That's not what they're paying you for. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you know what? Okay, so there's this concept. I think I brought it up slightly last week, but it's called projective identification. So it's like a psychoanalysis concept uh, where you are the recipient of a projection. So say I have issues. Uh, this is not even close to the case, but say like you really remind me of my dad, right? You know, for whatever reason, you look like him. You don't act like him, but you look like him. So I think you're like my dad because you remind me of the parts of myself that I would rather not exist. And so instead I don't acknowledge them. I repress them and I assign them to others, especially I assign them to the parts of others that I don't understand. You know, we're like, remember when I talked about the enigmatic message, mm -hmm. like from another, like that's an explanation you can easily tack on. Just like what pattern did I have before? Oh, he's like my dad, fuck him. So that's my projection on you, right? If you get that enough, that you start identifying with it and believing it and being like, I am just a piece of shit. My, my dad, I'm not calling my dad a piece of shit, but like in this scenario, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I am. I am like that. Whatever I'm telling you, you are all the time. Like if, if Jamie, you were like, it's true. I am a gang gang. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, that I, you know what? We were kind of a gang when you think about it and I do need help. <laughs> like that would be projective identification because you're identifying with the projection. Mm -hmm. That's a real problem. Like in these rehabilitation scenarios, sure. it, in, when I was reading about it, it really reminded me of uh, an inherent vice when they go to the the office with Martin Short. Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. You, you remember they go to Martin Short and he's like, he's fucking his assistant and shit. And he's like, he's got like a huge jar of like pharmaceutical cocaine. And like Joaquin's there just like, I'm here to ask a question. You know, and Martin Short's like, I get it you hippie, you know, you're here to do all the drugs. You're here to fuck these little girls, you know? He's like, you probably want to do a little cocaine right now, don't you? And he like gets it out and like, he's like, yeah, why don't you do it, you, you filthy hippie? It's like, that's kind of the national projective identification I think that was going on. Like the movie and the book get at it really well. Um, and I really, I felt like it happened at the rehab, but it started in the school system. Uh, of like, you're different from the normal kid. We can't quite, we don't know what to do with you. So you're everything that we think sucks. You, you are that like when we're mad at you, you know? And as a result, I felt a lot of aggression from the authority figures because they're, a lot of people go to public schools because they're, they're stunted. Like they're not happy people. I also felt aggression from the aggression. authority figures. It's like, bro, chill. I'm 14 dude like you know what i mean but Especially like, like the the teacher or the uh you know they'd send you the assistant principal and the one throughout middle school like you know she was a hard ass most definitely but like there was a weariness to her <laughs> like not in like a weak way but in like a i've been cracking skulls like yours like for so weariness. fucking long it just doesn't even mean anything to me anymore yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i'll put two more of you down before lunch yeah <laughs> and, and, and it used to give me a thrill and now it doesn't and <laughs> that's kind of where we are yeah yeah i won't um, remember your name by bath time <laughs> yeah. uh but like the the teachers like some of those teachers like really hated yeah, me <laughs> yeah 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 for real definitely like they were going home like 
this job fucking sucks because of that kid. And I don't, I don't know, man. I fully agree, dude. And it's like it was uh, a problem they could have solved. I think. How? By just like the, the you making it a fight. It doesn't need to be a fight. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we we can we can work together. Like I'm I'm looking for something, and it's not like to make sure that you don't teach this class. That's not it. But like, if you can figure out what it is and just give it to me, then like we could probably fucking do fine. At Princeton, you got to miss 18 days a year. And like, you could spread that out over classes. Mm -hmm. You had, you had to, you got 18 absences in each class before you failed for the year. That's nice. And I tried to take every single one. Yeah. yeah, I took them all within the first quarter. Nice. (laughs) So I really wasn't trying to be there at all, but I liked being there. Like going to Princeton, the, the town was cool. You could like hang around, you know, smoke weed with your boys. Steal Playboys. Well, that, that was more in Cranberry uh, at the used bookstore. But didn't know Cranberry is big enough to have a used bookstore. Dude, the Cranberry Bookworm? That, dude, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's idyllic, dude. It just closed down. RIP. Not because of me, even though I did steal play. Dude, have I told that story on the pod? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. But I'm saying like. Uh, all, the only reason I brought all this up was to say, like, I don't, I didn't mean to go through the whole backstory, but I had been forced. And in the last episode, I kept saying inpatient rehab. I meant to say outpatient. Inpatient is what I'm about to talk about. Outpatient is where you like go to counseling like once or twice or three times a week. It was like a group counseling that I had to go to. Uh, the high school made me go to it over the summer between freshman and sophomore year. And that's where I met all the drug addicts. And like that group had a lot of it was like a revolving door because half of the kids were like failing their drug tests you had to take drug tests for that group and uh if you failed them they made it seem like a failure meant automatic you get sent to inpatient rehab Mm -hmm. and the terms of my like reinstatement in school kind of suggested that as well but i got the sense there some of it had to do with like your parents and you know stuff like that but they didn't really tell you about that nuance um but kids were constantly getting sent to this rehab in outside of Princeton or maybe in Trenton called like the carrier house. It was like, you know, like the carrier foundation. Okay. I think. Uh, so that was like the local inpatient rehab. And you had to go to 12 step meetings for this program too, that I was forced to go to. So this progressive godless government is forcing me to go to, you know, the 12 steps, which I like because the way anybody who grew up Catholic would like relate to that by this stage in life I've realized like I grew up in the 12 step religion. I didn't mean to, my parents didn't raise me that way, but the government forced me in my formative years to spend my time in essentially religious revivals. And I know that because the spirit moved me in them like at times. Uh, So it wasn't all bad, but it's like, we should know what it was. Uh, And so some of the meetings I went to for the outpatient program were in the inpatient program. So I would see my friends who were like my peers from you know this is all from smoking weed once and like and getting caught smoking cigarettes but having to take a drug test that revealed that i was still smoking weed and like i'm just like going in and being like hello all my new heroin addict friends like what's up like all of you are 16 and 17 and can drive and you're in and out of this rehab and you're addicted to heroin let's start driving to trenton and buying heroin and then like so they were doing that they were acting like they were selling it or whatever. But just to be clear, you, 
I think that the way you said that might lead some to suspect that you had a heroin problem. No, I did not have a heroin problem. Okay. They had. I was just hanging out with them. Yeah, and yeah. I, but I would buy weed when we went into Trenton. Obviously, dude, I love weed. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yo, I went from like buying like a uh, fucking the equivalent, I would say, of twenty a gram, you know, like prices, just Princeton high school freshman prices, to like coming back with fucking ounces or half ounces, like which doesn't sound like a come up now, you know, in this age, but like was huge like back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it really was not a good, like the school's plan did not work. <laughs> like I, I have I would a wonderful say. memory. The guy who sold me the Jamaican red hairs. Yeah, yeah. I think probably the weekend he sold me the red hairs. This is probably, I'm in his room for that. Uh, he like showed me a sandwich bag. He's like, you see this? I'm about to go buy some when I come back. This is gonna be full. Like, Wait, what? Damn! Just talking about a full sandwich bag of weed, dude. Oh, okay. He's gonna have like a big sandwich bag. It's just that's weed. pretty cool, dude. That is, that could probably last you for the rest of like your life. I th I, <laughs> I can't even compute. Yeah, dude. Dude, I would literally when I first got to Excel, like when I would fall asleep, I would just think about like how much weed I was gonna smoke when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'd just be like picture. I'd never like, be like, yeah, man. I I would be like, I'll probably smoke a blunt. Like, I'd be like, I'd like to be able to buy an ounce of weed. That was always I felt like I was born out of fucking control. Yeah. If I had an ounce of fucking weed. How long did that persist during your Excel time? Those kinds of thoughts? I've thought about that quite a bit. I think like uh I would say like two to three months. And okay. then I one day I noticed like uh you know the Taylor Swift song, I forgot that you existed. And I, I thought that it would kill but me, yeah. but it didn't. Uh -huh. You know, that was the feeling. I was like, I, I don't think about that at night anymore. Like, I think about difference. I think about Excel. See, I, you know, it's one of those things of, I realize that counterfactuals are difficult. Like, it's hard to say what would happen in, in the alternate world because we didn't live in it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I never did. It was like, whenever I got, like, it, some, at some point on, like, the drive down, <laughs> like it snapped into place of like okay they're really serious and this is just going to get worse from here i bought so, cigarettes on the way to excel yeah 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 but i'm, I'm just saying dude i was know, rehab mentality dude <laughs> i was not i mean like maybe if you go in you know the true life isn't like hitting this heavy but like it's hinted at yeah. i'm just real bleak whenever yeah, a rehab pretty, hasn't worked for you yeah and you start to suspect that none will and they kind of build these that problems in. can't be solved that's built into the narrative and so failing at you know like having a short rehab that you fail at uh i succeeded at it thank you very much i'm not talking about oh, okay. you specifically i'm talking okay. a person okay like yeah, if yeah, i because yeah, yeah, yeah. what i always say well, like the guys on the show on they're this, like it's my eighth program sorry yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff it's it feels desolate to me yeah, yeah, um, I agree. And so, you know, I'm I'm acknowledging that there's like a risk, but I don't know. I given that, given what I'm describing, that I there was no point where I was laying awake, being like, just can't wait till that first hit hits my lips. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think, and also, you know, that I can say that I did not do drugs for like a decade after yeah. uh, leaving. I I don't know. I I feel like. It seems to me like I've got a strong case that yours is stronger than mine. If I think. they let me out after thirty days, it <laughs> yeah. might have been all right. <laughs> I feel you're right. 
Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I love the you the, that emerged, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. The big thing is that I mean, I wasn't sent there because I smoked weed. I was sent there because I didn't get along with my folks. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, once I got out of Excel, I continued to not get along with them at points. Right. Uh, well, some of Excel's yeah. job was to keep us in a, a reasonable holding pattern to like get the markers to allow us to attain middle class success, yeah. like by the standard playbook, aka graduate high school, go to college. Yeah. And, you know, you obviously demonstrably behaviorally were not going to do that. You didn't. Yeah, no, I was not going to do that. Yeah, I did. But, you know, I went, you know, it, it was wild. You know, it was pretty touch and go there for a while. Uh, and like, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like in some ways you were not right for the public school system. There's, there weren't an overwhelming number of, I've talked to parents who are, I think, parents of kids our age, relatively, who had problems with like the DFW school systems at the same time. And I, of course, have a keen ear, you know, for what that was like. I don't get the sense that there was like an overwhelming, I'm not trying to carry water for sending you to Excel at all. But I think it was like, like most kids, it was well marketed. Your parents were desperate. You know, I just feel like, I mean, now that I'm a parent, it's like, I don't know, maybe with boys it's different. Maybe when they get older, it's different. But being the father of a little girl walking around there, it's like, oh my God, dude. And it, people could get me to do all kinds of crazy shit if I thought she was in danger. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that is the whole, you know, just whenever you take a zoomed out abstract look at the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you had to be at Excel for three years, man. I shouldn't do too much of that. If like, you'd, uh, That's not what this podcast is. If you'd like to make millions saying your child will die unless you pay me. Yeah. Hell of a pitch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously. Uh, and they, they, what's also frustrating is how dumb Jamie was but she was she had a canniness about her like uh, she was and she wasn't you know like she couldn't read but she had a <laughs> sense for like like she there's some things that she was much smarter about than everyone else around her and having like the the nose for mm -hmm. figuring out this like she was very confident there give me your oh yeah and she, she just what to say to create the sense in the parents head that like you know what I thought I really do need to pay her or my kid was going to die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She could make that feel real. Like, you know, whenever I'm saying it, like I'm saying it, everyone's like, <laughs> don't pay her guys. It's not a good idea. Yeah. But that's because you're not in the room with her. Yeah. She, she could make it seem like a good idea. And, and she worked people who were like in charge of the most major corporations like in America. Yeah. Like, and so you have to wonder how many of them wanted to be worked, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I yeah, isn't it nice? Regard my parents as so, pretty sharp people, and I, I just I don't whatever. I don't know. I I'm was there, saying, so like I understand it. Yeah. But like, also, I don't. You know. Well, I, <laughs> like, I'm thinking from my. All right. So think from my parents' perspective. Maybe it's easier, right? Like you've got this kid. He's all kinds of problems. They have no idea what to do with me they're like what send him to a private school so he can just get another year behind when he does the same thing that he did for the last two at this one mm -hmm. and i was kind of like yeah i've learned like i would i would if i could get a fresh start at a school because i know that because on the way to excel what i 
really clearly remember thinking like I, I remember looking in the mirror being like all right dude you're like this is for sure your last high school so like you're you're smart enough to pass high school you could do well at high school you why don't do you well do at well at this high school dude you know and yeah. i did but i pictured it much different obviously but my point is i probably would have had that mind state for any school i was going to so i feel your yeah. pain in that regard yeah. but i was the kid like i probably would have been more like garage gym homie you know like so i went to this boarding school and uh <laughs> it was cool man we were allowed to do drugs and like hook up with chicks and so I got kicked out for uh, doing drugs and hooking up with chicks. <laughs> so, that was my favorite part of this video. Dude. That's so sick. Uh, so I would definitely have done that. But, <laughs> like, so all I wanted to say was like, the, I'm glad the aggression point came up. But the main thing was to say like, during all of that lead up, I don't think it was, I was in that, outpatient program yet i think i was in the smoking cessation program and i wonder if they work together because wellbutrin is often prescribed as smoking as a smoking cessation aid i think or it was yeah and i think i got prozac first i don't think wellbutrin i got in palm beach but it, and i'll talk about that in detail but i just you know, want to say uh, you know chantix can i tell you a brief chantix story i yes please do uh so this is it's a really fucking sad story. I'd like to. Chantix is what smoking, quit yeah. drug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, guy like uh, one of my coworkers, his best friend, like they were roommates. Uh huh. Um, they were in a band together. Everything and yeah, you know, like Megan knew the guy in question. Like he's just the best guy. Okay. I never met him, but I've met a lot of his friends since, and he sounds like he was the best guy. Uh, he and his girlfriend were both taking Chantix. And I mean, like, who knows, you know, like I, this, I don't think that they have like a, a legal case against Chantix. I want to say that at the outset. Okay. But, uh, so they're taking Chantix and you're certainly not supposed to drink with it, but like okay. they did some. Sure. And plenty of smokers drink. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and she said he just like it. It was like a crazy, like just that he he became more agitated and like wild and just like that. I'm trying to think of like a or like a Doctor Jekyll Mister Hyde kind of thing. Uh huh. Like the the first time he tried drinking on while taking chances, yeah. that he was just going nuts. Okay. And he, uh, they were at the bar and like he's starting to go crazy. So like they go home and he's like breaking stuff in the house or something oh, like along shit. those lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so she like gets freaked out and, uh, like just, I mean, she's also drinking and on Chantix. So gets him outside of the house and just like closes the door with him on the other side, you know? <laughs> no, dude. Um, I shouldn't, I don't want to laugh at all. I have no idea where this is going. He's freaking out and he gets, crossways somehow uh or maybe like this was part of his plan i i don't know but he banged on the neighbor's door i the speculation was that he thought that that was his house at that point i don't know okay but he's just banging away on the neighbor's door it's texas neighbor just fucking shoots the door shit dude wow yeah. he killed him yeah, yeah. holy shit dude r.i.p yeah wow 
God damn, dude. Yeah, man. These drugs are no joke, dude. I mean, they're all drugs, like the beer and the Chantix. And just to, to hear her descriptions of how, and I mean, like I heard them secondhand. I've never talked to her. And that shit's um, advertised on TV, dude, and we can't buy weed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This shit'll make you get killed by your yeah. neighbor. That's fucking, dude, that's Just bonkers. anything that can do that of like, you take a drink and this at the same time and like you become someone that is entirely unrecognizable to your closest friends. Like, yeah. Ugh. well okay well let me tell you this what if your school was telling you you had to take that <laughs> i think that'd be really bad yeah well that's what i'm saying i don't know who made me take prozac because it was all part of is the the pharmaceutical therapeutic government educational state you know they were all together they all shared the paperwork and shit and i had to take prozac man they were like you're depressed i was like i don't think so man uh I was like, I, I get high a lot, uh, you know, and I try to be chill when I don't want to be doing something because I can go bananas. I already knew that, man. My first day of high school, I stayed up all night the night before. I was so excited. We had gone to an orientation uh, like the day before or the week before or something. And I was mm -hmm. just like, this is going to be so sick. Like there were like, you know, all these new people. All, like I was sick of Cranberry School. Get the fuck out. It's a K to eight school, man, you know? I'm ready for high school, dude. Uh, you know, new girls. I was ready to meet new bros, dude. And we had gone as eighth graders for one day. It was the most fun ever, dude. Like, I didn't have to go to any classes or anything. I hung out with, you know, a, a scoundrel kid from Cranberry who kind of showed me the ropes of how to skip school. And he was just like, I'm an athlete, so I don't have to do anything. Uh, and he was right. Like, he went to college. Uh, but anyway, so I ended up, just as like, I don't know why, just on an impulse, the a window was open and you could get on the roof. Oh yeah, in the summer before, this is so funny, this is all, you know, like trying to get the dishwashing job behavior, you mm -hmm. know, to use our shorthand. Like uh, the summer before they had been expanding the Cranberry School, like that summer before high school, and the it was an open construction site, like all summer, construction site. And so me and my my friends would like ride our bikes like through the, school as it was being constructed and just like fuck shit up like all the time they like never locked it down yeah and uh like we did you know a 40 year old virgin where they're like breaking the light bulbs mm -hmm. like we did that like <laughs> you know lightsaber battles with those and shit like i wonder what cancer i'll get from that i mean hopefully not but like so i just loved being on the roof of things like we did that all summer too you know so i was like and i know how to do that now like so I just like climbed on the roof and I was like going all over the school, just like knocking on the windows, like saying hi to my homies and stuff. Like, so like I got in trouble the first day of school. Like, you know, I got in school suspension for that. Yeah, dude. Uh, you, I know, dude. Like, I'm a what, wild boy. You thought there was something other than you being shipped off was possible <laughs> in this story? I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't think, I didn't think things through. That was my problem, man. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that's your problem. You don't think things through. <laughs> But I, I was trying, dude. Even after that, I was like, yo, when I get in a state, I have to calm down, man. You know what I mean? So, like, I really wasn't trying to go wild. But all of that, that what that really was, I think, was, like, rather than learning to deal with my emotions, it was, like, just repress them. Uh, and then, as a result, when it did pop off, it went, like, fucking bananas. Why am I seeing I'm sorry. I just saw Prince Andrew, dude. My eye goes to Prince Andrew. I I'm can't sorry, I it, shouldn't dude. have my I phone can't, open. You can look at your phone. I don't mind, dude. 
the, the Irish Independent has a story that uh, Jelaine Maxwell and Prince Andrew may have been in a relationship, which anyone who follows this fucking story, like, also Jeffrey Epstein may have been a pedophile. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> Don't give me this level one stuff. <laughs> I agree, dude. Uh, that was like in the British press in the early 2000s. There's like untold true, articles true. just saying that as a plain fact. Do you think she was like a, a sex spy for Israel, like through for her father? And uh, obviously, you know, like, so he was like, you have to go seduce, you know, high powered men and, you know, report back to me. Dude, and, who even knows if it's like that? You know, like he like just was buddy, buddy with Prince Andrews. He's around, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I feel like if I were trying to get, you know, compromise. You don't have to work that hard at it is what I'm saying. Like, I don't have to work that hard. I don't. Well, you, you know what I mean? I can. I don't think that you engage in. Pedophilia? Yeah. I don't, dude. I'm married to my wife, dude. It's so much easier than like going through sex trafficking. Yeah. I would say. Just be married, dude. Mm -hmm. Holy matrimony is what these people need. Did we, were we honored off the air when we were talking about the incels? I can't remember either, but I would say I would recommend that to them too. Getting married? Find wives, dude. You know? Yeah. Uh, but seriously. Okay. So all I'm saying is like, I took the Prozac. I went bonkers. Like it, it's not good. You shouldn't take it. They now say when you, if you, if a kid is just presenting depression, let it ride because it, it may be just the, the first half of something. So, you know, if it's not unipolar depression, it's something else the SSRIs will put you there. So like, uh, I don't like to use diagnostic terms for myself anymore, but basically this was like right around the end of school, right before the New York Times picture got taken. Uh, that's why I'm like, maybe I got suspended in connection with that too. Cause all of this was in connection, smoking cessation, the drugs, they were like, the counseling was kind of similar. Uh, and I had to go to, dude, I wasn't the only fucked up dude from Cranberry at, in my class at Princeton. Like we were so bad, me and like six of my friends, we had to get a special counseling group for us. And we would go in the top, the Princeton High School has a tower because it's like an old ass building. It looks like the university. So it like, it's a cool tower. It has like an office at the top of it. And that's where the, the, the main dude guidance counselor, they're like, Beavis and Butthead, you know, like that kind of guy. Mm -hmm. And we had, they made a special group just for the ninth grade Cranberry boys because we were so dysfunctional, like in this environment. Dude, we were so bad. One Halloween, did I tell I this story I think the school yet? newspaper is right. I think that they should make a separate... <laughs> thing for you guys we were fucking yeah we were hellions for the listener they tc should... is referring to the satirical christmas issue yeah alex the, sent the me, princeton high school alex newspaper. is sending me the princeton high school newspaper now <laughs> they had an article about not letting the kids from cranberry come there anymore yeah don't let them in which i get they didn't let me come there anymore like <laughs> that's true <laughs> but like yo had a picture of the tower yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice yeah, tower, dude. Top. Yeah, it's cool. It is, it Doug was all right. Nice that was the name of the guy, Doug, the counselor. Yeah. Uh, but we would have to go like every week and just talk. He would buy us, you know, sandwiches or whatever, and we would yeah, talk about I how was, we're adjusting. I was part of a uh, a high risk group, yeah, counseling group. Well, how'd it go? I have a couple memories of it. One was that the guy left out his like he would like it. Would, it happened in school, you know. So you would be, you would need something to hand to your teacher to say uh -huh. like where I've been. Okay. And he left his pad out. Okay. Swipe that thing, course. 
Oh, nice. Okay. No, I just got, you know, just write nice, whatever you dude. want on anything. Hell yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> he, like, asked, I think he asked me, I think he probably just went to him one by one and was like, hey, I lost this. I, you're not in trouble. Just, I need it back. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't like that kind of direct lying as I've established. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, So true. I, 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 I feel internally torn up about the fact that I, I did not give him the pat back. Oh, you still, I'm watching you, yeah. You're carrying um, this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, he was on the side of good. I want to be on the side of good. I, I, Bob I Dylan said, to be. dude, to live outside the law, you must be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so there was that. There was a, one of the other people in there. I forget what it was that made me get put into the group but one girl was like yeah last weekend me and my friends just kind of took off you know sort of a runaway situation fuck whatever yeah, we uh we made it to colorado and then they found us <laughs> like, fuck yeah dude what she, kids you know, used and to do that shit more she, i don't uh, think they do that anymore she stole like a, a traffic cone and caught she had like a, a traffic cone souvenir from that's colorado. what's up that's what's up although <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm a father, that is not what's up, dude. Don't it do is that. not what's up. No, don't do that. Um, yeah, and I I remember they were one of their ways of like dissuading us from drug use was we played a like drug fact Jeopardy. Okay, like he kind of you know made it into a Jeopardy style. That's cool. And it was just you had to say what drug caused that side effect. That's cool. Yeah, that, I'm sure that worked. That's I mean, the that dumbest thing good, I've ever heard. Know? Like, how does that help? Just be like, go do something more fun than drugs. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. The problem is the demand for the drugs created by in a, a mismatch between, you know, what our beings are calling out to do and what these the six systems of death are requiring us to do to yeah. exist within them. For real. Yeah. Uh, and until you get to that, dude, it's just a revolving door, man. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's just switching revolving doors, but there are better ones. There are other doors than the doors to your eighth and ninth trip to rehab, like those guys were talking about. That's why I was there. I was I I just turned fifteen, like three months. But yeah, all I wanted to say was I took Prozac. I went buck. I like uh, got suspended from school. I can't remember what. Oh God, yeah, we do. We can't even get into all this. We'll <laughs> what? Do, no, we, we, if we're talking about your life, we don't. We can't. We'll do another episode. Okay. Uh, but I'm saying I knew that it wasn't good for me to take Prozac. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. uh, and I knew like it, it got me crazy. And I knew that I had been photographed in the New York Times smoking cigarettes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we've established that. It just on the was it front page? You said it was right. It was like the front page the of the business section of okay. the Sunday New York Times. Okay, but it was the front page of the Trenton Times, and I was a paper boy for the place <laughs> just two years before that. So look at me, Ma. Yeah, there was, there was an article about underage smoking, right? Yeah, the Associated Press picked it up. The, it was an Associated problem, Press photographer that got this, me. The scourge of underage smoking. Yeah, well, Bill Clinton had just passed the bill, and Newt Gingrich signed it because you know I've I've read this article that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess that, I, so. that i was the art for uh so the guy did ask us i guess that's the rules even if it's a kid you can be like can i take your picture you can just walk up to a child and say can i take your picture if you're part of the media it's cool and i immediately i'm not sure if that's still true i was like yeah this will be awesome like i didn't didn't <laughs> think it through you know what i mean and uh hey let me start blowing rings for you yeah 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 i'm smiling in the picture i'm like <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's pretty funny. I have to get it at some point. Please like, do. I know it's in the year. I've yearbook. never seen this thing. Well, it's definitely like it was freshman year, but like in senior year yearbooks, like of my class, like some of my homies, you know, pasted it in their little space that they got. Every senior gets half a page. Mm -hmm. So I'm in like at least one kid's. He's like, you know, he is like all the, the friends that got left out didn't make it to graduation. Well, if you yeah, make it to New pictures. Jersey. Yeah, we got to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need the, yeah. But so all of this is relevant, dude, because, okay, so when we get to the rehab, man, I mean, I have my notes, but who knows how, what, how much time have we done, dude? Is it's it, hard to know. Those are very small numbers. I can't see them from here. Okay. All right. Can, can we take you? a break so I can get a Perrier? Is that okay? Are you going to? Need a break uh, for a Perrier? Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. But it's only 139. I don't know. What are you going to do? Podcast? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm just saying, like, uh, we get. All right. So I've already talked about how I got sent on the plane. So I, I land there. We get there. I'm flying in, you know, West Palm Beach Airport, I guess. Palm Beach Airport. Palm Beach International Airport. We get in there late. You know, that Florida dank air hits you, which was nice because it was December. Mm -hmm. so that was pretty nice um, and i was like all right this won't be all bad uh and you know that guy's on the plane with me um that i spotted i, I clocked him as a drug addict like from a, a football field away in the airport uh and he'll come up later and so they like they pull us in they do a cursory search of our bags so this is if anyone did watch the episode or watches it the kid from Philly, the non-gay guy, the, the, there's two stories in the true life. So there's the gay guy and the non-gay guy. I guess the heterosexual. Yeah, he's I, not from Philly. He's from I, Pennsylvania. I'm yeah. just so allied and on the LGBTQ spectrum, as we established at the beginning of this podcast, uh, that I don't, I look at people as either like non-gay. I'm like, they're not cishet, dude. The, <laughs> the gay guy, and then I just realized that's a weird way of describing him, being like, we got the gay guy and the non-gay guy. Like, I mean, maybe, I don't really remember. That guy really didn't seem to express his sexuality in this episode. The he, way he was talking with those chicks, he was trying to kind of. Well, he was flirting with them for money so that he could go do drugs instead of continuing talking to them. You know what I mean? Like, he was almost pimping himself out emotionally. With one of them, yeah, but not the, I feel like the. Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm I just remembering that. The, the girl at the party where she, he was like. She was like, I don't want to see you like this. So I was like, that right, definitely, yeah, like, that was, he was talking with her because she was someone who might give him $20 if he begged enough. There's a kind of girl that hangs out with drug addict guys in high school that is like training herself to become an enabling wife. It's, she's just like, it's unfortunate, you but I be my boyfriend. Like that's you know? accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, she can't even, or she hasn't yet gotten like her drug addict boyfriend. So she's just giving take 20s much speculation out. to figure out how this one would arrive at she's that. She's like a yeah. girl on Tinder having one night stands, like trying to find a boyfriend, and but she's just wandering around central Pennsylvania, like handing out 20s, like for real. I mean, maybe she just has a crush on this guy or something, but I'm, I've seen the type, dude. Didn't give him the money, I don't think. I, I think it was off camera because it, it was like a quick, it was like, she was like, I don't like seeing you like this. And then it like cuts to him, like doing heroin. Yeah, I just got a, I it's thought that you did another, like got $20 some other way. I may be wrong. And I do wasn't. remember she said no at first, but it seemed like part of the dance to me. The same way with his mom. Did you notice that? It's like, 
as he's going to rehab, he's like, oh, or maybe that was the gay guy. But one of them, it was like a whole yeah, thing with his mom, guy. and then she did give it to him. I think it was an aunt, but yeah. Okay, but still, you know You're what right. I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's that, it is that I do cycle. know what you mean. Um, they're getting something out of that. They're getting something out of him being, you know, high. I don't was it money? I thought it was just the, or it might have been money. I think it was, it was money so that he could go to the It was just to, to let him leave, though. Like, it was, I, I thought it was he's money. like, I'm walking down to the grocery store to buy a Coke. She's like, we got some in the, freeze, oh, that, well, in the, the fridge. You're, I think we're thinking of two different scenes. But yeah, I remember that scene, too, thinking the same thing. Like, that's that same, yeah. Uh, well, that was kind of different. That was kind of weird. I do remember that, though. Like, my, like being in fights with my parents where they were like, don't leave. And I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. And then other times I was like, I'm leaving. And they were like, okay, good. You know, so I don't know. Can't blame me yeah. for trying. I, I don't know, man. Like I I get into fights with various people in my life uh, enough, but not like that anymore. Oh, I don't do that anymore. And uh, there is something about like it's, it is just a full body experience, mm-hmm. that kind of conflict. And to have like it. it all the time yeah man. like that uh Ugh. i don't know Watch, doesn't work watching this yeah no it, it made me and then imagine someone's like we'll we'll take them off your hands and it's the right thing to do your brain and is pretty well built to like kind of shuffle that stuff into the back for a time and uh yeah just i don't know i it, it, it had been in the back for a while until i watched this episode and yeah just something mm-hmm. especially the connecticut one like the just the the basic total mistrust that is everyone related to him yeah had with him and just like up his ass about everything and like he was meeting the guy to go buy fucking meth you know like uh but there's something about like i still feel like it's like yeah you're right but don't be a fucking dick about it you know like (laughs) uh but that's part of it dude it's like all part of that's the system yeah it's like you know, you just fucking get on to me. For, how about we talk about why, why I need to do this, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of, this is similar to things that you've been saying throughout the evening. But, yeah, it's just fucking, you know, like, congratulations. You figured out that I want to continue to misbehave. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it, and you do you feel like it. you're winning? Great. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's more important at that point. I'm not saying for every parent all the time. But certainly the the authority figures who are exuding aggression at times winning is less important than making sure that uh you are losing even if it it also confirms that both parties are losing that's better yeah. than you winning like depriving you of of anything yeah. is better than even the chance to get something for yourself in some ways yeah like they build a life out of that and that's a vibe that i've found sick shit throughout my life in different when i feel it like in my my being resonates like with that tone I get out of there, man. I want nothing to do with it. And I've seen it at work, you know, I've seen it in the, the judicial system. It's, it, it follows, it goes around. It's uh, it's no good, dude. But uh, so plenty of people at the rehab were nice though. And plenty of them were just ex-drug addicts who found a new thing. And it's kind of a new culty, you know, environment. And we'll get to that, you know, maybe I'll talk about this. Some of the aspects might carry over or come up in a different episode, but uh yeah i read i read the or i total uh brutal honesty i don't think i finished it what the article you sent the vox article about the oh, yeah. florida shuffle yeah yeah and yeah i mean obviously it didn't work for you but it, it seemed like they were saying that like part of what's going on is 
uh, hope that you will relapse so that you will continue to need their services. Certainly the business model. I mean, the business model bakes in a certain amount of that. So if it becomes better than it is, then it becomes less successful at the symbols of success, which that's the sixth system of death that I'm talking about, man. That's not real. Uh, and instead people get into this control game of like, let's max out what you have here. Like, did you see some of that or? Absolutely, dude. Okay. I mean, the, the, the scene where those guys were like, this is my eighth program, this is my ninth program, but it's my last program. I remember being like, I'm like, this is my first program. They want you to say that. Like, uh, if this goes according to like, not any specific person's plan, but the system's plan, I will be saying this for the next five years. This is my fourth program. What I've done to my family, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, blah, blah, blah. Probably true as far as it goes, but I was like, I need out, dude. And, you know, I got out. Uh, but I can't knock everybody that gets involved in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, but I, some of them, it's, it's just weird. Um, like the kid in the thing, it seemed like he uh, like was a candidate to work. Yeah, I think he kind of did. And, and he was with only the dudes, only the sober dudes in the beach at the end. Like, you know, they all lived in their halfway house together and shit. Mm -hmm. That's what, uh, when they extended my stay, they were like, you're not going back to New Jersey. You're going to go live in these halfway houses. But for me, they were saying, you're going to go live with families. I don't know who these fucking families were still. And that's yeah. what I'm like, what were they doing with the girls, dude? What families in Palm Beach were interested in wild drug addict girls? What, what uses in Palm Beach could there be for girls subject to the criminal system, thinking they have no other options, uh, alone with only these strange families volunteering with these sick, you know, sub subjugative systems? What, what power would be drawn to, to that, you know, concentration of vulnerability? do you think what lurks at the planetary chakra in palm beach dude you know what i mean it's like all these vibes came home to roost man i do know what you mean uh and there's like i don't know like i'm kind of all over the place but like uh yeah i'm just saying like the just as far as you just trying to make your point about how some of the people you know like there's there's good actors in in this yeah yeah bad yeah, system. yeah like that that kid seemed to very earnestly the Pennsylvania kid probably was better than wherever the fuck in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And like, it, it, I, I thought that it was all pretty genuine. Like I've seen that cycle at Excel often enough to mm -hmm. know that it's fairly likely there's a time where that guy's kind of like breaking down and he's like, you know, I'm, I thought I was doing good, but actually I still have a lot of big problems. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know that guy, but I'm, I mean, that archetype of a guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, th there are kids, there were kids at Excel that like got there, took to it pretty enthusiastically, and then just like kept on doing good, you know? And good like, by the, the program standards and then some of them by their own, but well, part of that. The program standards and corporate America standards are very lined up. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say, like part of them. But they did end up forging their own paths to certain, there are degrees of divergence from the post, the ideal post-Excel path, like from Excel's perspective, I would say. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> like, at least I'm not talking about a specific yeah, yeah, no, person. I know. I'm, I, I'm just saying I can think of people who are meeting the archetype you're describing. And I, I do think, you know, they 
still there are moments where they had to be like and, and then i stood alone from excel like i had to go they told me not to do this and i i did do it anyway and it was a good idea at least in my experience like talking to guys like that yeah i just like you they know break away sometime and i applaud it when they do i just i like that well i you're that that i i'm not here to like uh I'm, i feel like i've said you i argue with yeah. that part i just feel like that's uh well off of like my yeah, i'm just i'm just looking wrong. at that kid like wondering how things are going for him like observing that how things seem to be going in the short term yeah is that he is earnestly taking to the program is very grateful to have elements of his life back that he thought may yeah. have sailed permanently did you notice and he was getting jacked I did not notice he was getting jacked. Like he, he got he's he was getting he's more jacked by the end. Like when they were on the beach, that's good for him. I was like, him and the bros are hitting the golds. And you know that you'd like to say that something like that. Like I, I have a, a tendency to say, and I think what a part of what I was getting at is that, like you know that that kind of thing, it's uh, setting up for a crash and burn. But then I am just looking back and being like, you know. So I, I'm not the kind of person who can be like wound real tight. Like, and I think that it's kind of required for what that, that sort of cycle, you know, of like, yeah. uh, just to have that much like energy and enthusiasm about what's going on, I think is just like someone who's kind of buzzing on a higher level than, I, than I'm usually sitting at. Yeah, uh, I agree. But, uh, you know, and, and, and so when and me, you know, because is part of my constant effort to assure myself that I'm the best kind of person that ever has existed. We'll look at that and be like, we don't have to feel threatened by the fact they're different from us because they're wound too tight and it's going to backfire, you know, like they're going to, yeah, yeah, sure. that spring is going to snap at some point. Uh, but I, I think I just need to accept that <laughs> other people are different than me. For it's sure. It's not like it always does snap. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, and sometimes, yeah, dude, there were people there who were like 55 years old and still like, you know, they were like, I came back here in 82, you know, and they were like. That you ran into? They worked at the rehab. Yeah. So like, so where I pulled up, where he first pulled up and like got out of the van uh -huh. and went to go detox. When he's looking like a fucking zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to go detox. Uh, That's good. Because I just smoked weed. Because that uh, looked like the worst experience a person could have. Yeah, well, all the heroin guys had to go through it. Everybody, it's like three it days. so bad. He's just drinking gaities, dude. It's no problem, man. It did I not mean, look like he was having no problem. It yeah, looked yeah. like he was fucking dying. Well, they make it seem like bat movies like Basketball Diaries also really make it seem that way. But I've heard heroin people say that they've had worse flus. Uh, like you know, I, I've talked some of them. I was like, "Was it that crazy?" And they're like, "Bro, it's like my eighth one this year. It's no problem." <laughs> like you well, know, the true life like, people are good at what they do. Then true, true, true. And and that guy was seemed to be having a hard time. I don't mean to take away from that. Feels like you are. I I agree. That's why I'm walking it back. Uh, but like, so I think I mentioned last week or two weeks ago. Like, uh, there's the space shuttle launch. So we get there, you know. Everyone's buzzing who's up, which is a lot of them because they're withdrawing from heroin even at post-detox, like it's hard to sleep. So it's like, you know, the space shuttle's cool. So the guy who picked us up in the van gave like a, a very cursory search of our luggage, but he did search it, but I wasn't like detoxing. I, it was just like, here's a room. And uh, he definitely, so remember, it was like a 30-day stay. And this is pre 9-11. So I had a paper ticket that had a return date, 30 days, New Year's Eve. 
uh, I'm pretty sure it was on New Year's Eve, or maybe I changed the ticket, you know, spoiler alert. So he definitely was like, you're not supposed to have that. Make sure you give it to your counselor in the morning. And I sure was just thing. like, options emerging. Like, you know, like <laughs> in my brain, I was just like, I will do no such thing. You know what I mean? I was like, I yeah. don't know that I'm flying home with it. I think it will be better for me to keep keep that. I mean, like, I, I was like, they've made a mistake here. Yeah, insane like, of him to just... Yeah, make sure you give it. Well, he was dumb, dude. He was the guy who picks people up at the airport at midnight when they come yeah. in for their detox. You know, I'm what imagining I mean? the Excel equivalent, and he would have exactly, like, you, you dude. Like, because he was like, definitely, he wasn't the the airplane man. Like, he didn't handle tickets, so he was like, the guy who handles tickets will be here in the morning. Make sure you give this to him. Yeah, like I was like, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I have leverage, yeah. and you want me to willingly like, give it up for no benefit. Yeah, I was like, I don't know exactly how yep, I can I'm get just going to the airport. No. I don't see me getting, like, how am I getting to the airport? I don't know, but once I, if I get there, that part is soft. You, you know? flying into Fort Lauderdale? Uh, Palm Beach. There's a Palm Beach airport? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it just for New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. I flew out of Philly. Uh, Still works. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so, you know, basically, let me look at my notes. So basically, I think I, I started with this. I, I uh, you know, I, I feel like these guys, I'll tell stories here and there, but, you know, on later episodes, because I don't want to, we got to get the basic narrative out. It's been a year. Uh, so, you know, first I get in the house with the gay guys and I literally work my way down the houses in this compound. There are like four houses that are all duplexes and each of them are like three bedroom houses with two guys in a bedroom. So, but I was alone a lot because my roommates were constantly like buying drugs and getting kicked out, uh, or going to the phase two or, you know, just it's a drug addict place too. People are all over the place. So literally like the the do you remember when the staff member liam was like well actually all these groceries they're they're not yours they're your roommates you get money the gatorade thing yeah 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 so that got that's a that's a like you know how when you get at excel there are like lines that you just hear strength saying to the new kid mm -hmm. and then when you find yourself shadowing a new kid at the beginning of that time you find yourself saying those same lines and you're mm -hmm. like, yeah, I guess this is what we say when we do this. That's that for the rehab. Like this little speech about the, you know, you all get this certain amount of money, but you have to be responsible with it because it's like for your share of the house and you know, you, you that's all you get for the week or whatever. Uh, like that's a speech that they give you there. That dude, Liam, is my friend from Princeton High School. Wow. So he clearly got sent to that rehab and stayed as a staff member also. But you didn't know you didn't he know didn't go like by when Liam he at Princeton. No. I I got sent there before him. He was older than me. And he was the kid that punched me in the chest for cigarettes that time. And then so I I'm, the, at the football game? No, 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 no. Uh at his own house. Maybe I never told this story. No, I think he I, did. I've been punched in the chest for cigarettes the, twice. Like the girl apologized or whatever. It was like, that's no, how he no. gets. That's another time I got punched in the chest. So there's three times you've been yeah, punched dude. in the chest for cigarettes? I'm telling you, Princeton High School was violent, dude. And I was not big. That's why I like got angry all the time and like started hanging out with people who got into fights a lot. Do you think about getting a gun? 
I would, yeah, dude. And I mean, not Could me, really but solved a lot of these. Well, I, some of my friends had guns, like their parents had guns and definitely, dude, I'm telling you like, cause when Columbine, I think Columbine happened while I was at Excel and I was like, thank yeah. God we didn't do that. Like not, I was never like planning a school shooting, but I definitely like we, so there were like, it was like, you know, there were like the rich, rich Princeton kids, not all of whom were white, but like kind of like shopped at the gap. A lot. you know what i mean like yeah that's why i was surprised the, i i thought that the kid at the football game was no, he's from haiti yeah he was from yeah, haiti. Okay. he was like an immigrant from haiti like within the past few years yeah uh so there was like the kids who lived in public housing uh the haitian kids there was like a good amount of haitian kids uh i mean it wasn't like the most diverse school of all time but it was the most diverse school i ever went to uh and like, uh, and then there were kids who were like kind of middle-class, I would say, and they I hated think, the rich kids. Yeah. Like, and there were fights all the fucking time and the kids were always like clicking up. So I remember like one time this Mexican kid who was like a year above me, he found out that me and my friend were like fight, like kind of beefing with that kid that was always trying to sell me fake acid, mm -hmm. who was one of the rich kids. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, fuck those kids, yo. And he was like, let's fuck them up like forever like let we can fucking kill them like he was like let's catch them i don't know if them. i want to kill them. i know dude i was like uh we'll think about it <laughs> like you know what i mean like he never did anything he joined the military uh so he is, could learn to kill them <laughs> yeah i know uh but it was like i was like that dude if if it like the energy had been right that school shooting right there like that dude would have like Ugh. i know uh and it was like out of, it wasn't out of like being dude that guy fucked also he just wanted to kill his enemies like it he wasn't like an incel, incel school shooter it was like let's i'm beefing with these guys like a kid broke another kid's jaw like in the first week of school i already told the story about the kid like blacking the kid's eye out uh like both of whom were my friends the kid who blacked the kid's eye out i later got jumped by like him and his boys including the kid who punched me in the chest and dude, that brings me to Liam because fucking Liam was an asshole, at least to me. I mean, I'm sure he made amends to plenty of people as part of his 12 steps, but he was like 17, 18 years old. And I hung out with him because this girl I knew who was my year, like always had a lot of money and she liked smoking weed and I was her friend. Now that I'm older, I'm like, this probably did upset the older guys. I kind of get why it would. Cause it's like this cool girl with weed is like, I want to like, can we smoke weed at your house? but my friend Alex has to come, you know? And, you know, I, so that's just how I started hanging out with that crowd. Yeah, I hate you already. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I didn't really pick up on a lot of that stuff at the time. I just, you know, I like smoking weed, like hanging out with my friends. Yeah. You know, it's fun time. That kind of like uh, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. It's difficult. Well, he's a fucking dickhead, dude. Why is he trying to fuck a 14-year-old anyway? I mean, I'm not saying he was, but you know what I'm saying? He's probably not. It's, I mean, just, the, yeah, it's exactly. just the energy. And, I know, it. I and you know what that. would I... ruin the energy? <laughs> what? You. It's me having a good time cracking jokes, dude. What's wrong with that, dude? They're not that funny. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I don't know dude. why she's laughing, dude. <laughs> anyway dude so he was kind of a dickhead and so i uh i got suspended because this is kind of my <laughs> columbine incident like while i'm on this pros like government mandated prozac binge uh i find out i can't even tell this whole story about this teacher how big of a dickhead he was but he was like talking about me in another class and he has bad energy dude 
he has that same aggressive energy. And I was in the dumb kid science class. I had already been bussed down to dumb kid status. That's why I like not to be, I'm not saying, I'm saying this school system put the more diverse kids in the classes that were tracked as dumb kids. Like that also is why I had the more diverse friend group. Mm-hmm. Like it was weird that I like presented as the rich kid, like externally, but it was like, they were like, why are you in this class? They would literally ask me. They would be like, why are you in this class? I was the only white kid in some of these classes. There were plenty of kids at Excel that whenever they got there, like had found their way into like, uh, you know, just like mentally handicapped kid classes. For sure. That's what I was in. And, and this uh, teacher would make fun of them. I, I was, really didn't like it. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't sound good. He was an asshole. But I was always very envious of that grift. It ruled. Yeah, I, I, I was crushing, I dude. I, loved. Was, I was like, <laughs> water becomes a gas when it gets hot, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Learning multiplication. It's fucking 10th grade. For sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, fuck this shit, man. I'm fucking out of here. Like, I don't know, man. But that guy was an asshole. He was a, a he had a PhD in chemistry and he was teaching high school in 1998. Like the job market was not that bad. I feel like there was a weird reason he was at the school. And I'm just going to say he volunteered for the hockey coaching position that involved like being in the shower every morning. Like I am aware of that. I did not join the hockey team in large part because of that. Uh, also I did. Who knows where we'd be. Who, I don't know, man, maybe I would have called him blind depending on i'm not saying he was sanduskying out like i mean the hockey no team i'm is just big. i'm just wondering about what kind of hockey career you could have had if he wasn't blocking you from joining that's that was my point well bro i mean should this just be princeton high school stories episode and not true life episode we'll eventually do true life i mean i feel like it's been good princeton high school stories episode they fit or they fit into the rehab anyway all i'm saying is the the hockey thing is pretty interesting where where that went like the symbology of the lost opportunity of the hockey team is very meaningful to me. Okay. And it came back around later in life. Yeah, it's well, a cool story. It's kind of uh, interesting at least. You going to tell it? I'd like to. Yeah, sure. I'm go- I'll, I'll start right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so like, all right. Uh, my friend from Cranberry played, his older brother played hockey too. And he played hockey. And I was like pretty good at ice skating. Like I played little kid hockey, but I didn't play, I hadn't played big boy hockey but I wanted to, but you had to get to the rink at like four in the morning. Like it was like a Princeton university rink. That was the only time they would give to the high school. You know, I don't, I don't know what the arrangement was. Uh, and so I think my mom would have taken me, but I didn't want to ride to school with my mom at that point. Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't want that. I, I, to myself, I was like, I don't want my mom to have that over me that she's waking up to drive me to practice all the time because like it was adversarial at that did she work in princeton she worked in trenton okay but she's like me like now that i'm older i'm like it wouldn't have been a big sacrifice because she's like me she wakes up at three in the morning all the time okay uh so like when i was a paper boy like she would be up you know when i had to deliver the papers she would drive me if it was cold yeah Uh, i've i've recently come to understand you know there's like genetic explanations for this for sure uh oh the I heard a podcast with a guy who wrote a book. I think that chronotype is possibly his invention. Interesting. But, uh, you know, it was it seemed to be gesture. Guessed, yeah. You used, you whichever on whichever one, one yeah. the wrong one is, I would like to use that one, but I don't recall which. Um, you know, uh, 
like he was talking a lot about like how it interacted with like phenotype yeah yeah yeah. which i certainly have heard that word before sure yeah Um, genotype and phenotype yeah and uh so i i've you know just there's there's people with a set of traits that like tend to go together and one of them is that yeah they feel alert three seems extreme but within the range yeah 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 there's like a lales that they think they have identified and stuff but yeah yeah but then i have to wonder how much of it is like and like the know, fact that like like i i prefer to sleep these days i can't really sleep too far in but if i had my druthers i'd wake up at 11 most days wow and uh i also um like don't eat for like the first half of the day yeah and i think he was saying that's connected that makes like, sense. that's a common david foster wallace had that i think he could only eat sugar in the beginning of the day in the movie and i've noticed that in some of his books since i saw the movie yeah i've i've, I've wondered about that because yeah, I, I mean remember, i don't even uh, see i feel like if i eat sugar then it, and there's nothing else in my stomach i'm gonna crash i hate oh, really because I, I thought of you stomach. like i think at the lake once we ate sugar like early because there was nothing left I yeah. think. <laughs> so i was like i think tc eats sugar in the morning but okay sometimes i'll have a bowl of cereal okay but on those days i i gotta move up lunchtime or else i will crash i've been pretty religious with the smoothie and i gotta shout out my wife she's been she makes her own and i was like yo can we just double those you know and uh she had to tweak the recipe even a little bit because i'm not such a cinnamon head but uh cinnamon in the smoothie in hers i don't really like it you know it's not for me is it like it's a vegetable smoothie or something yeah i mean it's spinach banana strawberry almond milk powdered peanut butter chia seeds pretty sick not for me it's lovely dude i'll make you one next time you come to the house i don't think that'd be a good use of anyone's time you could sip on it maybe dude if you start telling Um, your brain dude and then you start when i think to myself i still have the part of my brain that's like go get chick-fil-a breakfast there's time you know and then it's like (laughs) no man you have a smoothie coming up like have that yeah it's like you'll feel better were we i think i was start because i started to make the point about the eternals i think that was while we were Mm -hmm, recording mm -hmm, mm um at some point in that movie i was just thinking about because uh i don't know i'm not sure if this was while we were recording yeah now that you mentioned it yeah (laughs) because we were talking about like i i have uh I've pretty much gone sober. I now only abuse drugs mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a display of willpower that I just didn't know I had in me. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Man and of it, the year. It has like made me wonder like, you know, what else? What else is out there? Like what other things I have this. I been, what other things have been lies I've been telling myself about what the limits are of my That's abilities. Right. That's right. And I was starting to, something in the movie made me think about, I felt fully convicted and maybe still feel fully convicted that if you're not afraid, you won't die. And that the only reason people die is because it is, you do eventually become afraid. Okay. But like if you did, like it's, it's, it's impossible to not die, but only because it is impossible not to let fear into your experience. And if you could keep the fear out that you would just live forever. Just something to think about. Okay. I, I agree. That is something to think about, man. I think you're onto something. It's not really important to me to live forever because I'm pretty sure the part of me that lives forever is, is doesn't need me. 
You know what I mean? I mean, yes and no. Like, the part of me that lives forever pre-exists me. Mm -hmm. And it will post-exist me. And I find comfort and joy in that. Yeah, I don't really agree with the last part, but sure. Right. I can't dispute whether or not you feel comfort and joy, so I should... That is true. Be careful in my phrasing there. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's you, you can be as careful as you want. I think uh I don't know. Anyway, uh I think that's interesting. Fear is the mind killer as they say in Dune. Mhm. Mhm. Uh so I think that makes sense. Um dude, so this kid, man, that that I was going to get a ride to hockey with, right? Yeah. But I do want to say, this science teacher, man, I Googled him recently. The first result was uh, like him writing on like a Princeton High School Facebook page or like like something like commenting on, maybe commenting to that newspaper. I love this already. Uh, uh, yeah, about why the whole class has to fail because he's pretty sure that some people were cheating and no one has owned up to it. So everyone deserves to be punished in Good like 2016. God. And like all the kids being like, what the fuck, man? I'm trying to go to college, dude. I don't know who cheated. Like, you know, he's like, they all know. You know, he's still at it, dude. <sighs> fuck this guy. Yeah, dude. And Absolutely I, fuck that guy. And he would pretend to care. Like once I got on the smoking cessation and they knew that was like the thing, if they pretended that they cared on my behalf, they could control me. I would be late to class and he would be like, it would be a tack on, you know? He would be like, Alex, Come talk to me in the hallway, please. Put my hand, put his hand on my shoulder. Shiver, chills running through my body. I inadvertently like pull back, and he gets this weird look on his face. You know, like from the rejection. Yeah, it's like honestly, he reminds me vibe wise, and he looked, but he was bald and had glasses. Like if you took, if you cast the weird professional wrestling principal from Billy Madison. Mm-hmm. as the rapist social worker in girl with dragon tattoo okay that that's about the vibe we're going i don't with. like it yeah no good dude no <laughs> like and but it's like alex you're late and you smell like tobacco i remember he was like your sweatshirt smells like tobacco why are you sniffing my sweatshirt and I, yeah and i was like shit i smoke six man i mean <laughs> yeah. like i can clear this one up yeah for i'm you. in a whole program for it you know what i mean it ain't working but like that's what I'm saying. I don't quite know if I got suspended for the photo or if it was just all part of the blitz. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh so anyway, so like he was one of the ones that reported me and he was uh So you you talking about Googling him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've been thinking, you know, trying to get these Yeah, I I I don't know stories straight. I don't know if I'm uh just like Matt, but I I assume that you're doing that in part to wonder if there's like a story of his arrest. No, I mean, I, of course I wonder that, but I have other problems that had nothing to do with him. I never got in the shower with him, so I don't know. Uh, uh, I heard stories from other guys on the hockey team about how they, the, the, the context I heard it basically, let me roll back real quick. Like sixth grade, we're in gym class. The girls say that the gym teacher's a lesbian. She watches them undress. She's into it. Uh, you know, and I've Googled that. Like, is that a trope? It is. And you can Google Reddit. 
lesbian gym teacher and it's girl or women being like, yeah, we had, we thought we had one, you know, they're not, some of them are saying we had one, some of them are saying, yeah, we thought, but they're like, you know, some of them are like, would check if you showered and stuff. It's like weird, it made me feel creepy. It did, and, it, and I have had worse things happen to me and the vibe is the same. That's my subjective experience. That cannot be defamatory. So like, that's where, where I want to keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, the vibe's the same. Like I was very purposeful with the girl with the dragon tattoo reference. Unlike the last time I did it on this podcast, which was a mistake. It, uh, it just reminded me of a, a story that I had read recently. Someone was like, have you ever heard of this? And sent me a thing and I had not heard of it. And it was insane. <laughs> it's, uh, you ever heard about the, uh, the Centerville uh, letter writer? No. Centerville, Ohio. It's no. like uh, the Columbus area. Yeah. There's a bus driver. So the superintendent starts getting letters from an anonymous person saying that they know about his secret affair with one of the bus drivers and he needs to come clean and, you know, like threatening, okay. you know, whatever. Sure. And uh, he starts writing to... <clears throat> the bus driver as well okay um and eventually just starts writing to everyone like the they said like hundreds of people across central ohio received letters not just about this but like a general i know that you're doing something wrong you need to stop it like i'm gonna make trouble i'm like getting riled up because i've thought about doing letter writing for some of my enemies you know what i mean <laughs> oh. like not like on this scale but like I've researched the defamation laws about calling somebody a child predator for a reason, and it doesn't have to do with this teacher, really. I'm just <laughs> applying what I know now. Um, but so the the there was one God, I don't remember the specifics, and I read this this week. But uh, the husband, I don't remember if it was in re response to a specific letter or what the circumstances were. But the husband of the bus driver got agitated like went to go find the guy or something like that. Uh -huh. And the uh, police found him single car accident. He had slammed into a tree. Wait, 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 wait. The husband. So it could Draw just the, be yeah. that like he's mad and whatever. But like, I, oh, I think there was something in the letter of like, you're going to die. Holy shit, dude. And you know i mean single car accident it's not like the most ominous but mm. like there's no one else around to say what happened like you yeah, just dude. someone said in a mysterious letter this guy was going to die then he died no witnesses don't worry about it mm. um interesting but so that guy that happens to him the uh the oh another thing is the bus driver would have signs on her route Oh, like someone like you know, the guy fucking wrote and it would be like fucked up stuff like that uh you know like stuff about it. like she had a daughter oh my god like a you know fucking your kid's age daughter you know yeah, and yeah. just be like saying fucked up shit about whatever's going Christ, on with dude. her and so one of those she stopped and uh tried to like uh, yank up the sign and it was tied to something they go and they look it was a contraption that malfunctioned it was supposed to it was, there's was a gun in it that was supposed to go off when someone tried to take off this holy take out shit sign. dude yeah whoa and so they uh they go and um look and find the uh the gun it's her husband who's by that time is deceased it's his brother's gun whoa and that guy gets uh 
like you know investigated because all like they're like well, this is the first physical evidence we have in the case it's his fucking gun um his wife or his ex-wife is like yeah I, you should look at him pretty hard i think he did all this stuff <laughs> she testifies or whatever but it's like they're in the middle of a super acrimonious divorce yeah 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 and the only evidence against him is this gun and her word and oh uh, that's a taylor swift song dude and they do convict him holy shit and did this bitch get away with it all the letters don't stop they put him in fucking solitary and are like shaking him down looking for all this stuff and they the know letters it's not a copycat it's the same guy like same handwriting and shit i mean hard to say there's so many letters in this thing that i yeah. find it difficult to believe Plus that it's someone one that person. deranged probably they changed their handwriting up like just naturally as their dissociative identity states so you know maybe he wrote something but i don't think so dude i i think that the That's wife bananas, stole dude. the gun set the thing up uh, or you know the ex-wife and then fucking but i don't but Fuck. then why is she still so incensed about other stuff that she's writing to people who aren't in their family well that's the thing dude i don't know if you're crazy enough to like your brilliant plan pulls off it's like that's why everyone becomes like their generation's anti-vaxxers like if you follow an intellectual like trailblazer long enough it's like by the end of their career they're like saying racist shit or like saying like they're anti-vax or like whatever it is because they're always willing to go outside those bounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, if you're and we need them to, to fucking, at a certain point. Yeah. So if you're going to go ahead and do the letter writing shit, you know what I mean? It's like that same brain may be like, do it more. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But so the, the letter writer is alleging all kinds of wild shit, right? Yeah. Uh, like in, about the bad things in these people's lives. So when the husband dies, the uh, school bus driver like moves in with the superintendent more or less immediately. Whoa. So like, I don't know if they were carrying on an illicit affair. Yeah. But I see all evidence I need. Yeah. And then there was another one where they just, this was just like mentioned offhand. Because uh, this wasn't like a full investigation of the whole thing. It was it was a long Reddit post is what okay, it was. Okay, okay, okay. And uh, that. there was another person involved in the school system where the letter writer was saying that they were a pedophile and like a decade later they got convicted okay as a pedophile interesting <laughs> yeah so i that was just because you know it's all that like you just imagine the guy what we're just gonna believe some crazy yeah. person <laughs> yeah, 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 come yeah. on yeah. guys exactly yeah dude there's a real problem but then they obviously knew it, for sure yeah and how did they know I mean, what are you supposed to do if you know that someone with pedophilic inclinations is working in a position? I mean, we've discussed this. Yeah, you're right. You know, right. you know what I think. I think that you should do everything you can to make it so that the abuse does not continue. I think you're right. And obviously, you gotta, you know, like I, I'm a big proponent in all situations of being aware of what you don't know and, you know, moving with caution because uh, there, there could be, you know, I mean, like. Just because you're pretty sure doesn't mean you should wreck someone's life. Yeah, but nor uh, yeah, but but you shouldn't do nothing whenever you're pretty sure. You have to be. It takes less than pretty sure for me to act on the suspicion that a child's life is being wrecked, though. Uh, yeah, it's a, and if an adult has to sense. take some bumps and bruises along the way, then take them, dude. That's that's what being an adult is about. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I got some stuff in the works. I think i mean it's all in stages man the system if i could go fucking charles bronson style i would 
I've said many times. What does that mean? Like vigilante, just start killing these people. But I'm not going to do that. That's bad. I know that. I know that because of how attractive the option is. And maybe I'm just talking, you know, maybe I would never do something like that. I just want to feel powerful. I suspect but that's true. I no suspect offense. that's true, but I have taken action. I just haven't killed anybody. You know what I mean? Maybe that action is just trying to feel like, I, I don't know, who fucking knows? If I ever have something to report, you will be among the first people to know. Good. Uh, unless it's something I can't trust you with because I've gone dark. Offensive. Well, you don't want to know if I'm if I'm out here on a parallel path, you know, the dark side, dude. Yeah, I don't want it rubbed in my face that I won't know about anything. Okay, you're right. You're right, dude. You're right. You're right. And you will sense it. <laughs> You'll sense the clouds descend. But, uh, dude, so this guy, I had a friend. He was, uh, like, he had been adopted. It's going to sound like I'm, like, it's one of the Haitian kids, but it's not. He was from another war-torn nation. Okay. Uh and I don't want to say it because, you know, it, it was identifiable enough and he's been like profiled. Like, okay. But like, so he was another kid. He had been adopted by a wealthy white woman, but he was in the dumb kid class with me. And he, we were friends. Just single lady? Yeah, but she was wealthy. Like she lived in a big house in Princeton. She, it was like, she wasn't Mia Farrow, you know, style. I think she only had him. Uh, and one day I'll tell more stories about that situation or, you know, but uh, we don't have time, but, uh, that was a minor footnote of how wild the Excel thing was. Like I met more black kids there that were adopted by white families than had black parents. Yeah, man. Big Sean has a lyric that always makes me think of that. I think it's, it's either Kanye or Big Sean where he's like, I'm trying to be richer than, you know, white people with black kids. And I was like, damn, yeah. that's rich as hell. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it is pretty rich. Uh, I don't know. I like you could obviously imagine worse things, but it there's what? a whole kind of trauma. I don't know what they call it, but there's communities online of like that. I could believe like, it. Dealing with being in that like I for sure. Seeing yeah. it up close in some scenario, it 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 didn't look comfortable to me. I agree. Yeah. I don't think I shadowed a single one of those visits. Like no, of any I of those kids. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they had, those kids were so well behaved. The adopted minority kids were not ever really problem kids at Excel. I don't think they had like big time shadowed visits that long. The ones I'm thinking of. I think you're right for the most part, yeah. But uh, so this kid did have like a little bit of a behavior issue, obviously. You know, he was friends with me. Like I, that, One of them had uh, low key tractor privileges. Pretty tight. That is sick, dude. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want them. But I was a little bit offended that they weren't extended to me. I it, it's not that I ever wanted them. It's just that I could see how bad some kids did want them. Yeah. And seeing them get what they wanted, I I liked. You know, I mean, if it was a kid, I liked. Yeah, if it was kid, I did, well, if it was a kid, I didn't like. The reason it was I like didn't, one of those fucking exactly, you know, brown those. Yeah, and you, the, it's like the the reason. Hey, pops, I'm cool. Let me drive the tractor. Yeah, I'm cool. The way he's not fucking cool, pops. If you were ever unsure, it's exactly what you just said. If you were unsure, do I like the kid? Do I not? Am I jealous of the tractor? Am I not? Just see how it plays out, man. Because if it's a cool kid who gets tractor privileges. They're Trump driving the truck, you know, at first they're pretty pumped mm -hmm. and, you know, then they take it seriously. They, they, they plow the field or whatever with the yeah, attachment yeah, that yeah. they had and shit. That shit was tight. And then you get the kids who are exactly what you just described. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm not jealous of tractor privileges. You just suck. 
Yeah. And it comes out in the way that they use the tractor. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you know who I'm talking about. I'm picturing him driving that tractor around with his goofy little glasses and his bug eyes. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I do now know who you're talking about. That wasn't subtle. But. <laughs> uh, so like, uh, anyway, so he got in, the teacher got in trouble because he hit this kid with like a piece of paper in science class. He like whacked this kid, like whacked him. And the, but the, and I think he like thought the kid was like the rest of the kids in the science class, but he had wealthy white woman mother. Mm -hmm. So he went and told the wealthy white woman mother and she went to the school Hell yeah. and the, the teacher got chastised, but he was much worse after that. Cause he was like real, like smarmy and smirky. The teacher was? Yeah. He came back and he was like, we were like, you got in trouble. Like he was like, we were like, you're going to be nice now. And he was like, I just have to be a good boy. I can't strike anybody with anything. And he, and then he like swung a piece of paper, like near a kid. He was like, I didn't strike you. You know, it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't like his vibe at all. I don't like being talked about by people who like aren't, if I'm not there and it's people who like think they're better than me, that's already a problem for me. I like agree. I have a chip on my shoulder, you know, argue, you know, to some extent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, like I had, I'd gotten in trouble with this other teacher. That dude Liam actually, you know, revealed his taste for hierarchy there, because uh, you know I don't like the grade grubber kids already there. I'm jealous that they're going to college, dude. I'm pretty sure I'm not already by that point. You know, mm -hmm. I, I already am sad that like I'm leaving regular life. I can tell it would be better, but not for me. You know, by that point, that's sad for me. Uh, but I'm also smart, so when I do go to class, it's not hard. It's stupid. Uh, and so like we had some stupid mock trial the day I went, this guy was a loser. He was, he had a law degree, but he was like, he had just graduated. He couldn't get a job. His parents were like professors at Princeton or something. And he got a job teaching history at the high school. And so there was like a mock, everything's mock trial, mock trial. And he did mock trial coaching too. And, uh, you know, maybe being in a issue with parents who were lawyers who were about to send me to Excel, you know, played into this. I don't know. But it was basically like the kids had to take the position of whether you should be allowed to pray in school or not. And some idiot, like the kid, I, I was like, I'll fucking go do it. You know, I, cause I was in class that day. And the, the kid I had to like cross examine was like, you shouldn't be allowed to do it. It's too disruptive. And like, that's all it was. All I did, I didn't think I was being Mr. Smart. I was just like, well, Islam's like the fastest growing religion. You have to pray five times a day. Like, what's the solution for them? You know what I mean? And he was like, I, I don't know. He's like, there aren't that many Muslims. I was like, there are Muslims in, in this school, like for sure. And then he was like, oh, I don't know. And then it was like, yo, you have to be the captain of your team now. Like that's what my team said and the teacher also. And like we had the next day, it was like the big, the big finals or whatever. Dude, I don't remember that shit. <laughs> like, you know, the next day I'm just like, my boy's like, oh, we're going to go to so-and-so's house to smoke a blunt. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't even occur to me that I'm letting my team down. It's not real to me. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And that guy just comes at me. I hear from the class how he spent the whole class just talking about how irresponsible and like awful I was and shit. And he comes and finds me with my friends. And that dude Liam is there. Like he's in alternative high school by then already, but he's at the high, at Princeton for whatever reason. And he comes and like yells at me about how awful I'm, I'm like, whatever, dude. When are whenever you are done, you can go back in the school. I'm not school's over. 
I'll see you the next time I'm in class. It does break my heart. Like, if I can just be honest about I don't care, what dude. I'm experiencing. Really? I mean, that guy sucked, dude. I was like, someone needed to be nice to me at some point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. And the, the counselor Doug was uh, sometimes. But he was all... The other thing, if we I ever, mean, I guess I'm just... I'm The I'm, nice people were part of it. They were just the nice side of the same fucking system, man. Uh, that's how I felt. I still do feel that way, kind of. But if the guy... I. I just don't have enough. I'm I'm just filling in a lot of blanks, you know, yeah, yeah. in 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 my own way, and it's probably different. Than let me fi- the let reality. me fill in a blank for you, actually. Why I didn't like this guy, a girl who I was friends with, not the well, not the girl that went to Liam's house, but like kind of in that crowd. Mm-hmm. Her older sister was wild, mm-hmm. and another guy I was friends with, his older sister was wild, and both of them ended up dropping out of Princeton. And he talked about them because they were in class with us because they had been, you know, they had to repeat the class because they were on track to drop out, which they did, you know, or maybe one dropped out and he talked about that, like in the same, like you guys are better than that. But, you know, every now and then people make bad decisions. It's like, no, her mom's a fucking alcoholic. You know, she's unhappy. She's struggling. And then when my friend's boy ran or my friend's older sister ran away, uh, she was missing for like three days. She was just holed up with this guy who was a waiter at a bar. Uh, he was like a bartender in like uh, apartments that were like university campus apartments. So they found her. She was just smoking weed with an older guy like that she met in town. Like it happens. It, I think it happens less. You know, she ran away from home light. You know, it was a light runaway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, that guy was pretty cool. I mean, I, I thought at the time. <laughs> like, I don't do that now. But I he became like, I was like his apartment became a cool place to smoke weed. Uh, and then at Excel, I got in trouble because his neighbors were like PhD students at the university mm-hmm. and they would come over sometimes. And I was like, I was telling some story to a kid who then brought me up for telling lies. He was like, Alex says he used to smoke weed with university professors and like trying to make, you know, he's trying to sound cool. And I was just like, I, that's not what I said. Like, and I couldn't really, you know, I was like too exp- Anyway, Jamie gave me like You're not supposed like a, to talk about smoking that, weed. That's what Jamie gave me. You yeah. know, it was pretty early in the, yeah. in the game. Uh, but it always did frustrate me. I was like, that's not what I said. Uh, so if you're listening, PhD you students. bitch. Uh, yeah. That kid didn't know. And the guy, the main guy was a waiter at a bar. Like he is just, he lived by PhD students. He most of the time didn't have electricity, dude. It was pretty bug. <laughs> he was like a uh, original like mattress on the floor guy. Yeah, you were earlier telling me this was a great place to hang out. This guy's apartment. It wasn't. It was cool. You could smoke weed. Well, I remember my one friend, like one of my other friends, like we could go smoke at Josh's house, and uh, my friend, this is a different Josh, and uh, my friend was like, Josh needs electricity before I smoke him out again. Like, yes. Yes. I was like, yeah, that's fair. You know? Yeah. Good but, rule. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And uh, but anyway, while that girl was missing, he was doing that same thing. Like he, you could tell he like liked that she was missing, and he was getting off. I'm like. Being, you know what I mean? He was like, well, we have to be responsible, but who knows where she is? And, you know, she's always been a little bit flighty, you know, like diagnosing her. It's like, bro, you're a failed lawyer. Like, what are you doing? And I, so I knew he was doing that about me. And then he comes out and with the yelling, you know, yeah. cause it's okay. all part of the same control. Yeah. So I just, that's like an, and then Liam, I was like, fuck that. You know, I called him what we used to call guys like that mm-hmm. back in the nineties. And Liam, of all people, stood up for him. Bundles and was like, he's, he's cool, man. Fuel. Yeah, he was like, he's cool, man. No, he's cool. You should have gone to class. 
I was like, I'm about to smoke a bone with you, dude. And you got kicked out of this high school. Yeah. But it's like, I see how you ended up working at rehab and being like, you're responsible for your money. And you know what I mean? Like that's strength version of rehab. So what? when did you see this episode? Uh, when it aired. I watched True Life. I was a de devotee, <laughs> dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was watching. I was like, motherfucker. Like I, when Liam popped up, dude, I was just like, no fucking way, dude. This has to blow your mind. Yeah, well, it gets much, much worse. Because remember, bro, I, I was in the New York Times picture. And when you get to rehab, you have to fill out shit. And it's like you fill out a questionnaire to see if you're mentally ill. Okay. And one of the questions, you know, is stuff like, I think I'm very special. I think I'm this. And I remember having to say, I know they, if I say, yes, I'm special, that's like I'm mentally ill because, again, the system is fucking sick. So I have to say no. That felt like a lie. You know what I Heaven mean? Heaven forbid any of us be special. Exactly. And it's like, uh, and also half the time they're telling you that they are while they're then telling you how terrible it is that your generation gets told that. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. Uh, anyway. So one of the questions I remember like I had a problem with a lot of them because I was like autistically I'm sorry that out. my brilliance is threatening to you. Exactly. Uh, and one of them was like, I've been on the cover of many national magazines and newspapers, dude. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? They got to put someone on those covers, folks. I was like, I was, yeah, I was like, I literally asked the counselor. I was like, I know that what this is screening for, but I have been. And he was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, mark it down. Cover, like, the, you know. cover the fucking business <laughs> section. Yeah, I was like, I know you people countless are reading the newspaper. magazines. Yeah, I mean, you know. Uh, and But then, like, later when they extended the stay, they were like, you're crazy, dude. Like, they weren't like, you answered that question and that was your fatal error. But they were like, it was that same, like, control vibe just descending on you. And they were like, what do you think, dude? You've been kicked out of everywhere. It's up to us. We're not going to say you're better, dude. You need as much time as you can get here. And you have more time on your like clock of your insurance, basically. And it's like, I was like, you want more money or more control, dude. And then they Probably want both. you. They, yeah. They, and so I have like a nice counselor and a mean counselor. And the mean counselor was like, you're never going home again. You're going to stay here and live with the families. The nice counselor was like, kept saying like, you'll go when you're ready. And then being like, you're not ready. You know, and then I finally realized basically like they're both the same system. Um, but anyway, dude, so fucking I am on the Prozac. I'm whacked on the Prozac. This is a spring back, you know, before. And uh, the T, like I find out from my boys that the teacher's been like making fun of me the way I know he does. And like I've established why I'm sensitive about that. And so I bust into, I'm like, fuck this dude, man. He's been an asshole to everybody all year. And I don't like his vibe anyway. And I just go into his class. This whatever. is the mock trial teacher? No, this is the science teacher. But I'm saying, okay. I just said that to like establish yeah. that same vibe yeah, yeah. plus Liam, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I just go into the science teacher's class. The one that's the uh, hockey coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm just like fully like, yo, bitch, I'm right fucking here. You got something to say to me? Fucking say it right now. Say it to my face. Clip you up. like talking about kids when they're not there. I'm right here, motherfucker. I got some things to say to you, but I will say them to you. What the fuck do you have to say to me? You know, like all this shit. And I don't know how I left the class. I don't know like if someone came and got me or if I just left and I was like, watch, I was like, don't fucking talk about me again unless I'm not there. If you don't want to see me like this again, like shut the fuck up unless I'm like, I was fully raging. And, uh, and so, and then that day I got jumped by those Haitian guys, like later that day. 
Because they were defending him. No, this is just like the worst week of my life, dude. Then I get home, I wake up. It's my last case of poison ivy before Excel. I'm fully bedridden. Where'd like, you catch it? Uh, walking home. I walked like the seven miles from Princeton to Cranberry. And like I had to go in and like walk on the side of the road a lot. And like I just woke up the next morning with it. And then. You have a major allergic reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivy. I'm fully bedridden. So I can't go back to school. Thank God, you know. Like just bathing in oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm bathing in oatmeal. Just uh, not a care in the world. My three disc CD changer is my only friend. It's got before these crowded streets, DMB, and both discs of Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death. I'm just listening to them like in a fever dream for like six days, uh-huh. just shuffling from the oatmeal bath to my bed, uh-huh. just peeling like sheets that have become cardboard attached to my body, like full it's body horror. Like I'm becoming a you know a bed. Uh, but I recover and I'm still like, I look like I have a black eye because of the poison ivy. Even though when I got jumped, I got punched in the face like a couple of times, but not bad. It was again, chest punches are good. If you're not trying to like send a message that we fucked the guy's face up because you can really hurt someone by punching their chest. Uh, but you like, it can stay below a shirt. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and so I remember like I was back in Princeton and I looked like I had a black eye but I really had been jumped. Uh, and I saw fucking Liam again. And I had stopped hanging out with Liam because uh, he punched me that time. But I saw him and he was like, what the fuck happened to you? So why, why did he punch? I, Cause he, cause, oh, I yeah. know he was, he didn't love the vibe <laughs> of you know, the girl bringing you. Yeah, I've told so many stories about being punched. This is like an old podcast I told this. Like him and this other, the old dude that was on that show, MTV Oddville, I told that story uh he, half remember that liam and the oddville guy and i were hanging out in liam's parents house in in the attic the which oddville is where guy had a special talent which was he, that he could his make hands his hands fight, fight yeah, yeah which he, like he went on oddville don't you think you could do that i have done it yeah <laughs> like, i'm pretty i, I yeah. could do that they were just looking for someone to be on the show though you know at the end of oddville they would be like do you have a talent submit it come and we'll film it and he did he like he's he was like yeah man I just, I called him up, you know, and they, they did put him on. It's pretty cool, but he was an asshole. Hmm. Like he was, well, it was like, there were older guys and we were all like withdrawing from drugs and there was like one cigarette. It was like the Joker tossing down the the poker sticks, man. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that's when I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done hanging out with people that are violent to me because at first I was like, we're all violent to each other. And that was kind of true, but like, there's like, you're kind of like, you fight your friends in a friendly way and you fight your, the people you're not friends with in a, a way, a different way. And when the people who say they're your friends feel more like the different way, you have to not do that. Yeah. Like that's how I learned that lesson with that dude, Liam. And so I wondered if he even remembered why we weren't hanging out anymore, you know? And uh, so he was like, what happened to you? And I was like, oh man, I got fucking jumped, you know? And he was like, what, like for real? And I was like, yeah, by you know, so-and-so. And I was like, I said it like the New Jersey kind of expression, you know? Uh, I was like, yeah, but what are you going to do? And it was like a very asshole vibe of like going out of your way to make sure that the other person understands that you don't mean anything to them. He was like, what am I going to do? Nothing. I'm not going to do anything about that. Why would you? And I was like, well, that's not how I meant it, but I wouldn't have asked yeah, you that because we you're a fucking really, asshole. Yeah, that interested, uh, Liam. Yeah. And then he was like, I was like, he was like, I was like, we're not friends like that. Are we, we're not friends. Like we don't hang out. 
And he's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, why do you think we don't hang out anymore? Like his, he didn't go by Liam at the time. Uh, and, he, and he was like, uh, oh, y'all stop like bringing money around or like whatever. And it was like, he had to have the, like, it was my decision. You know what I mean? And it's just that same, like that stupid hierarchy. All of that came up when, as soon as he came up on the screen, I was like, this motherfucker is still fucking, you know, in charge of people. You know, he's now in a position where every day he gets to tell people like, you're lucky we give you $40 a week, you know, for your food. You gotta and be pretty happy. Yeah, I was, about relative positions. Me I, right now? Well, I'm podcasting. Well, no, I just mean that. whenever you're watching the episode, he's still at the fucking rehab and you're... No, I was like, fuck, dude. He's getting exactly what he wants, dude. I doubt that he found that he really wanted I agree. That. I agree with that. I mean, but at the time, dude, I was raging. I was not happy myself. You know what I mean? I was just in a different unhappy place. So I was just like, it fully brought me back emotional flashback. I was like, mm -hmm. at first I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. I mean, what are the odds? But they're actually not as high as you think when you start thinking about the same systems. No, I would say the odds. I, it's a, it's very surprising. It, it it's pretty. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty surprising. Definitely. Uh, so the the whole vibe of that place was not good, man. And that like, I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot more I could talk about there. But basically, what I just told is the same thing. I just did a rehab version. I had a like horrible like week where uh, they made me take. SSRIs. It was well butrin this time. Mm -hmm. And should we let Henry out? No, we should tell Henry. Okay. Henry, stop being a jerk. So, like, you know, I'm sure I'll have more stories about this place at some point. But like, uh, what they they're like, you're depressed. Oh yeah. So every morning at the rehab, right? Oh, dude, I didn't even say like. Uh, so I got suspended again. Like when I came back because of my confrontation with the science teacher. So after the poison ivy, I came back. And they were like, yo, you were clearly on drugs when you fucking, you know, came into this classroom and yelled at this guy. Mm -hmm. That was so disrespectful. You're suspended again. And I was like, I bet I can pass a drug test, dude. I've been laid up. I was like, test me, you know? And they were like, we don't have to. And I was like, yes, you do. Because I had sat in the office and I read the student handbook. And I was like, this is not this level of infraction. This is not in my plan. You have to give me this kind of warning. Like, it's not a drug thing. I'm telling you right now, test me, I'll pass. And that the vice principal looked right in my face. He goes, you need to get it together and go to law school because this is insane that you're citing this stuff to us. Uh, but you and I both know, like, your parents are not suing us for any of this. So you're suspended. This is a big problem, you know. And then. Did so you ever tell him? My parents? No, the teacher, the principal. About what? Oh, that I went to law school? No. Yeah. Fuck no, dude. I don't give a fuck. I mean. He'd be so pleased. I'm sure he would. So definitely no. Uh, but I'm kind of proud of that. Uh, but like I got suspended again. And that's how I got sent in the inpatient. Uh, and so all of that is to say like when I get to the rehab, dude, I'm trying to be calm, man. Every day in the beginning of the day, we have to have a meeting and we have to say how we're feeling. And everyone has like their little gimmick of how they're trying to feel that day. Like, I remember this woman, Bernice, she would be like, I'm Bernice and I'm blessed. And it was like, she was a program she had been in and, in and out. And then everyone would be like, yes, you are. It was like a call and response kind of thing. Like everyone had their little tics. Mm -hmm. And I would just be like, I'm Alex. I'm, I'm, I'm calm and collected this morning. I'm really trying, you know? And then they're like, take the medicine, you know? I'm like, it's not a good idea, guys. I'm telling you. And they're like, take the fuck you know it's like the doctor where did you get your fucking medical degree you know the mean ones like you have to take it the nice ones like you should take it 
you know? I'm like, all right, dude. They're like, we'll, su- we'll supervise. All right, so I take it. Fast forward, dude. There's a whole week of me getting in beefs with new people, and, like, there's we don't have enough time. I'm sorry. But, like, dude. We can, uh, <laughs> I, I don't care about doing this next week or, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. If, if there's well, stories to be told, we have a podcast. Let's. All right, yeah, let's. Don't right, have let's to do it tonight. Follow. Yeah, yeah. So I, I went ahead and took the Wellbutrin, dude, and then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there, dude. Yeah, That's yeah. What it I, is? I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. We'll see you next, next week. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs>